Does it go wildly off the rails like the end of Evangelion? It goes back. It goes, kind of goes back to the future too. All right. Okay. I mean, like the whole thing's about time travel, though, right? Yeah, so but the whole thing has been deadly serious up until that point, and then they just do back to the future too. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> Which I would imagine is a lot less impressive when they've already got that in mind from the get go. Well, because Back to the Future Two was impressive because it was like, oh man, that's footage from the first film. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think with it. I think with with Dark when you're watching it, it just it takes you in a lot of avenues that you don't expect, and then come the very end when you find out why the why this exists, you're like, oh. Oh, that's actually quite yeah. a simple explanation, but fuck me that it's a labyrinth to get to. Right. Uh, but yeah, but I, I still enjoyed the shit out of it then. I thought it was I fucking... Know, it's like it's like only show. three seasons and that's it. Mm. Yeah. They've got a new show coming out, the guys that did that. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I remember reading an article about it, but for life I can't remember what it's called now. But it'll be Netflix, I think. We need to still fucking watch The City in the City. Aye, we watched the first episode of it. Aye. Aye. The city in the city. It's like there's a, a author called Chain Amiibo. He's an English guy. I've uh, he, name. he does like he did Dial, uh, Dial H. H for the New Fifty Two. All oh, right, okay. Um, but yeah, like he's he kind of he doesn't so much do like sci-fi. He does like I mean he calls it weird fiction, right? Where it's like almost like Terry Pratchett, but without the comedy. Okay. A uh, but like not fantasy. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like hard like, to describe. Yeah, it's like, like the, it is the, just fucking yeah. odd. The city in the city is takes place in two cities but the thing is the cities are like imagine two sides of the road they, you know, they, they exist but they're not you're not to, you can't acknowledge the other you're making kind of things fire off in my brain where I recognise that concept the book story. is excellent the TV show like a it's very like dry. Faith, faithful to the book but like it's very dry yeah. and it's it's it, it's only what was it for an hour but it uh, fell longer. Fell a lot longer. What's that? It? What's that one? Uh, we, we we bought it on Amazon Prime. David Morrissey, oh, right. uh, the main detective. Oh, it's the David Morrissey joint. Yeah, it's a BBC <laughs> thing, man. Oh, it's a BBC joint. But they they've spent money on it. I but have, no. they, have they spent late late Matt Lucas here Doctor Who money on it, or have they spent Torchwood money on no. it? No, well, <laughs> I think it's Matt Lucas it, Doctor. It who, is. Probably. Better than Torch A would level as a budget and stuff like that, but it still definitely has that sci-fi channel cheap look to it. Right, okay. Yes, that's, that's, that's uh, actually a fair assessment. Uh, it does that thing where, like, because like a big part of the the kind of setting is that you're not supposed to be able to acknowledge the city that you're not currently in, even though right. they, they both take up the space, the same topographic. Mm-hmm. that top of Topographical. Topological. What's the difference between topographical and topological? I don't know. One of those things. They, right. they both take up the same space, but you're not allowed to acknowledge the other one. So, like, the way they do that in the show is to really cheaply just blur. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. But, like, it doesn't look good. It looks like someone's just yeah. jumped they, on. They, they kind of <clears throat> overuse the uh, out-of-focus gimmick quite a lot. And to the point where you're like, we get it, we get mm. it. Even I, if it's not the, just the city. Even, even if it was out of focus, but it just like, <laughs> it looked like it'd been done by an expert rather than somebody who's only just discovered what video editing is, I think it would be a bit different. But yeah, it's not um, like, it is again, like Paco says, it's it's not that kind of sci-fi where again, if it was BBC produced and it was like a giant wasp and it would look fucking rank. But uh, there's none of that. Thank, I, thankfully uh, there's nothing like that in the story, so. 
No, that's right. Um, but in saying that, though, the, that's, book, the book is great. Though. Part of me kind of wants to watch um, Gabriel Byrne's War of the Worlds, but the other part of me is like, it's going to look shite. That's on one of the streaming services. It's on uh, Disney Plus. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I the thing it. that puts me off watching that is there's more than one season of it. Yeah, so I just thought it was weird. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm willing to watch. Well, it'll probably be, it'll, it'll probably be 12 episodes. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a full 24. But is it going to be uh, one of those ones where oh, we're just going to keep carrying on? Well, that, that's, that's what I'm kind of not really wanting to watch for if they just drag it out. I didn't expect this conversation to go on as long as it has done, but I started recording a while back. I know. This is Raptors in the Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back after a year and a half and well done for surviving the plague <laughs> so far. Did you survive the plague? I mean, if, why would they be listening to us if they, if they were? I don't know. Can you imagine having SoundCloud spooky, in your grave? Spooky ghosts. Uh, I'm Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by Neil McCall and Tommy Bass. <laughs> Do you know so, what? I bet you there are people out there that have SoundCloud in their grave. I bet you that is a thing you can buy a coffin I, that I plays mean, music. I bet, that streams I, bet music. Nic- I bet Nicolas Cage's giant tomb in New Orleans has like a, a speaker system set up. I discovered that the only reason that the US government couldn't it take that off was in a podcast. It, it was in Bombcast or Beastcast or something like that. Oh, was it? No, it was Nextlander. It was the new Nextlander. Right, yeah. wait a minute. Nicholas Cage has got a giant tomb in. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got he's got one of those overground <coughs> co- uh, tombs in New it's Orleans, a big pyramid. and it goes. You knew this. So wait a minute. But why, we why, have why, spoke why, about why, this before. Why can't the government take? Because off? the government can't take back burial plots. All right. I mean, why would they want to take it off him? Oh, because he owed them loads of money at yeah. one point. Oh. Remember, he was bad with the taxes uh. and made a few dodgy business dealings. Straight, straight to the, the... Well, what was it? Was it not as an accountant uh, ah. snicked his money out? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, aye, that's right. But he also bought, like, a lot of castles. And... Yeah, he's got, like, a castle in Germany. I think he's got, like, a fucking no. crystal skull or something. Okay. This, <laughs> this was in that, that uh, Nextlander podcast. He no longer has them. He only oh. has that tomb. Yeah. Oh, right. And he, out, he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for a dinosaur skull. That's, That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'll probably cut this bit out actually because, like, I don't know, it just feels weird to, like, talk about other podcasts. Uh, no, but not even just talk about the other podcasts, but, like, just wholesale lift <laughs> the conversation from there. <laughs> I, think, I think you're overestimating what our listeners expect of us. <laughs> Like uh, now it's kind of becoming meta though. Like, are we justified leaving it in <laughs> just by like kind of thinking about whether or not it deserves to be in the show or not? What is podca- podcasting anymore? What is life? Yeah. Now? What is existence? Well, a lot of this comes back to dark, by the way. <laughs> what those questions get asked? But do they get answered though, or is it just yeah, like, yeah? They uh, attempt. They try and answer them. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a GJ Abrams effort where. He just sets up the mystery and then fucking spoofs it. No, they do try and tie it all together. I'm trying to think what you're referencing there. Star everything, Wars, everything, Lost, everything, everything, everything he does. does. Yeah, super, super, super eighty was fine. I know you don't like that, but I thought it was. It's, it's just boring Spielberg. <clears throat> I mean, kind of. It's not like as good as Spielberg's best, obviously. But it's nowhere near Ready Player One, so there's that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very few things touch Ready Player One. We'll come back to this we, later we, on. Yeah, no, this, is, this, is, this is relevant. This is relevant, man. Unless you want to just get into that now, no, man. No, like, uh, we've built our podcast. If we want to talk about how fucking terrible Free Guy is, <laughs> we can do that right now. Well, that's well, that, that's the main event. 
Is it? I, I, I think so. I'm trying to think. Like, it's been a year and a half, Tommy. Yeah, it is. I don't really know what else. The main event is Tenet. <laughs> Are you just want to talk about Tenet? Did, did Christopher Nolan save cinema? That is the question. No. All I'm going to say, man, is like, I had a fucking blast at Tenet. Yeah, I had a great time watching it. Like, it's a terrible, terrible movie, oh, but it's a great time to watch. I don't oh. know if I just loved it because I'd spent so long doing absolutely nothing <laughs> during the lockdown. They're like, Going to the cinema mid-pandemic was a just a total novelty. It felt good to just see some spectacle. No, is, uh, because by that rationale, I would have enjoyed New Mutants, and that was a pile of shit. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair news. So no, no one didn't save cinema. <laughs> The funny thing is, Kong versus Godzilla kind of did. Certainly did, mate. That was a uh, fucking belter. <clears throat> oh, man. But we yeah, have we not was, talked about Kong versus Godzilla. any of these things, man. Kong. I have a whole list. Let's, right. let's rattle through the list. Right. We're not necessarily going to talk about these, but just like anything that you do want to talk about, we can obviously... Like, yeah. Like, I've got a list of stuff, and a lot of it is stuff that I'd watched in the house, like fucking Hard Target. Know how good fucking Hard Target is. Like, what's the fuck is Hard Target? Hold on, man. Like, first of all, is that a Seagal movie? No, no is it Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme? Is Hard John, Target? John Woo it is movie. John Woo's first on, American movie. Well, his let me, first let, since Let me try and pass the, pass okay. the plot. Okay, okay. So Hard Target is one where Jean-Claude Van Damme has an evil twin. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's double <laughs> impact. I think it was actually Knockoff was the one no, I was thinking knock of. No, Knockoff's about the character for Jesus. Jesus. Ah, but is that not, doesn't he also have an evil twin in that? No, no. Rob Schneider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how could you get those mixed up? Knockoff's all right, man. It's a, it's a big Ringo Lamb effort. I can only really remember, the, like, the only thing I remember from Knockoff is that it's about counterfeit jeans, and is there not, like, a really awkward sex scene at one point? That's double impact. Is that double impact? That's most Van Damme films, to be honest. Yeah. Right. So, hard, was it Hard Target? Hard Target. I'm like, what, what's that about? Right. Hard Target is about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a guy called Chance Bidero. Yeah. Boudreau, yeah. yeah. Chance Boudreau. You have to have the French or the Belgian. Yeah. It's set in New it. Orleans, so he's a, he's of Cajun descent, and that's how they get through it. Uh, he's a homeless guy. He cuts about the streets of uh, New Orleans. He gets picked up for a job by uh, this girl whose father has gone missing. It turns out the the father has gone missing because Big Lance Henriksen and Arnold Voslo are getting guys to come over from all over the world to hunt homeless people for sport. Do you know who Arnold Voslo is? No. He's 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 the mummy. Oh, well. All right, okay. (laughs) Emotep. So what's that, like, what's, like, the the quintessential, like, thing of this, like, the dangerous game, what's... Was that ever a movie or was that just a... Uh, there's been various versions of that. There's a one There's one uh, with Ice-T and I believe Rutger Hauer called Survival... Uh, but that's basically... Oh, oh, is it Survival of the Fittest? That's basically just what this is though? Yeah, it's pretty it's, much that uh, except... It's Predator but without the aliens. It's, it's a John Woo movie yeah. so it looks cool as well. So you've got Lance Henriksen's got his wee, his wee business going and... They kill a couple of folk off, and because uh, they've got Jean-Claude Van Damme on the scene trying to find out what's happened to this woman's father, he also knows all the other homeless people that's been murdered, to the point where his investigation uh, catches one to Lance Henriksen, and they try and then hunt him. It's good. First of all, fucking dynamite, mate. It's one of the best action films I've watched in a long time. Is it the first time you've seen it? No. Oh, I've seen it loves it. Time. He loves it, man. I don't know how 
uh, how familiar you are with John Woo's uh, Hong Kong films. I mean, I've seen Hard Boiled. Right, okay, if you've seen Hard Boiled, you kind of know what you're looking at. Aye. This is the truest distillation of that in his American work. Right. It's the closest to it uh, in terms of the way that it's filmed and just the way that it looks. Um, so like a wee bit rougher? It's a wee bit, a it's way. a wee bit rough. <clears throat> uh, it's very, very, it's hyper-stylized. It's, he kind of gets toned down a wee bit um, as his career in America goes on. Uh, it's just Jean-Claude Van Damme doing cool guy shit for like 90 minutes, kicking folk in the face. Like there's, there's so much slow motion Right. It could be a fucking Zack Snyder film, but it's done so well because it just makes him look like a fucking does cool guy. Does it do that thing where if it's a particularly impressive kick, they show it like three or four yeah. different times? Yeah, they do yeah. that. Yeah, And being a genre uh, film, there, there is doves at some point. Yeah. It's, does he also end up back to back with the guy's enemies with? Yeah, the, the, there, there's the window. Does that happen? Wind, you know, the window scene in the hospital from Hard Boiled? Yeah. That is done. Why does he do that in every film? It's, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's kind it is of a cool. motif. It is cool, but like every movie, it, I think that it connects his American audience to his uh, worldwide audience. You could say, oh, okay. but it's amazing because it's just like it's so stupidly violent that it that it should feel like parody, but it's not. It's just it's like guys jumping, double fisting guns, and every guy gets murdered by a full clip in him. It's like, and it's. It squibs. It's not digital. Uh, it just it feels rough. It feels good, and yeah, amazing. it's fucking amazing. It's a belter movie. Man. What is your favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie? Uh, probably Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. Bloodsport. Is that the one where it's like the, he's like a legionnaire, but he goes AWOL from the army? No, that's AWOL. That's, that's called AWOL or Lionheart. But like, is he not like a legionnaire called... at the start of Bloodsport as well? No, or? he's in. He's in the army. He's in the army. Yeah. And like he takes part in a, a tournament, yeah, the Kumite, and there's a guy who is fucking Bow, not even Bow, kicking Bow, trees, Bow, but he's Bow, like, oh no, that's kickboxer, that's uh, right. Tom Poe, right? And he can see all boiling in man. Oh no, it, <laughs> yeah, it Tom Poe's like intro at uh, kickboxer is awesome, and it's like Van Damme's brothers fighting him, and Van Damme kind of looks to see what Tom Poe's doing, and he's kicking a fucking pillar, yeah. and, right. and, and the pillar's kind of shaking. You're like. Whoa, that man, guy. what the fuck with that guy? He's just sick of it. Yeah. yeah. I should watch Hard Target, man. It's fucking test. And because I watched Hard Target, that was so amazing. You watched I, Hard Boiled? I got that itch again to watch the old John Woo stuff, which are really hard to get in this country. Like, they're not on Blu-ray at all, and you can't, like... Well, I suppose you could probably illegals them somehow, but I can not, not be bothered that hassle. So I went on the Ebays... I find, found bootlegs of them, but top quality bootlegs mm. that are uh, like the blurry kind of quality. I watched Hard Boiled again, and that still remains one of the best action films would, ever made. I would imagine that's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's not, not for it, free, but no, it's, it's not. No? It's not. I remember I think I've only seen Hard Boiled once, and I was just like, Jesus, man, this just, just keeps going yeah, on it's, and on it's just and on. escalates, man. It's like, man, the amount of the, the sets and all that's like, the amount of fucking bullets there, yeah. like, just shit's getting broke everywhere. It's just fucking, I was like, but just, that's, that's like, the, the opening 15 minutes of that film are absolutely mental. Is the opening, is, when's the, like, the gigantic hospital sequence? Is that that, that's the finale of it, right. which is also mental, the T2 of that building. Uh, yeah. 
That's what I remember thinking. I was like, my fucking God, man. There's, how is this building still standing? Yeah. So I've also bought The Killer as well. Oh, is that any good? So I've, yet, I've, like, I've seen it years ago and I really like The Killer, but I've yet to watch this new Blu-ray. I think most of the, the Van Damme movies that I actually watched, other than like the really popular ones when we were younger, like Time Cop and a Universal Soldier, yeah. I think most of the ones that I saw, I watched them with you guys when we stayed together mm-hmm. uh, up at Blue Street. Like, don't get me wrong, it's, you kind of, like, things like AWOL, you, you kind of get what you're paying for. Yeah, AWOL's alright, it's nothing Sorry. amazing. Yeah. Your top drawer Van Damme's, your Cyborg, well, not even Cyborg, Bloodsport, <laughs> Death Warrant, Kickboxer. I'm trying to think. Universal Soldier. I'm right, I think I read, I don't know, was it Cyborg? Initially, it was going to be, like, part of it, it wasn't cyborg it was gonna be it's like a rejected mad max script yeah, or something like that. i remember that i was george miller was supposed is, to be is connected. he the cyborg in cyborg no uh, no no he is not the cyborg right yeah but it is like a post-apocalyptic kind of looking mad max effort yeah but i remember not really i remember watching it as an adult and not really digging it as much as i used to when i was a kid yeah it doesn't hold up as well that's the other thing about like your van damme movies of that era and even seagal or whatever some don't age well. Like yeah. you watch and you're like, "Fuck!" I remember like loving that as a child, and then you watch it now and you're like, mm, "Not so much." Under Siege is still good. Uh, Under Siege, uh, I recently out for justice. Uh, out for well, that bit with the leg. Yeah, marked for death. <laughs> Exit wounds. Oh. I, I don't can't remember what it was I was listening to or watching, but apparently a, uh, the original cut of Out for Justice has far more William Forsyth in it. All right. He had a lot more lines and a lot more kind of uh, uh, plot, but because he was totally outshining Seagal, and Seagal Seagal had uh, final cut in all his films, that's why he's very rarely in that film. Uh, It does seem like, because for a a guy at that point who was quite, you know, popular in the kind of like late 80s, early 90s efforts, I did wonder for a long time that he seems William Forsyth is not in this as much as you think he should be. Because for yeah. really good in that film. What the else is, you get? What else in your list? All oh, right, okay, yeah, the, the list. So we done the John Woo's. So Godzilla versus Kong is at the top, it man. Absolutely excellent. Yep, I loved it. I yep. thought it was. What else? I watched something else the same day as that. That was also ridiculous, but just like I believe you watched it Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Which like started off well, but then just became rubbish. Yeah, but I I was one of these people that stupidly rented them off the Amazon, and with Godzilla versus Kong, I could not be more happy with that purchase. Oh, oh yeah, Mortal Kombat, I enjoyed that enough. Still but seen it. it still, it wasn't amazing. I, yeah, okay. it, fe- it felt like a TV movie. I, like, mm. to, it falls apart towards the end, but it just does stuff for no reason. Yeah, but, like I thought that the start of it, like when it shows you. A scorpion, like with his family yeah. being murdered and him going crazy and taking revenge and stuff, was all really good. But then when it cuts to present day and it's all this stuff where like Sub Zero is just relentlessly hunting down people, mm-hmm. like I thought that was all fucking great. Yeah. It was like when it kind of slows down and gives you a bit of an exposition, like the cast of characters all kind of come together. Yeah, once you kind of start from, the training. From that and point, stuff. it was just like, yeah. fuck off, this is just daft. Yeah. And not in like a, like I'm having a good time daft, but yeah. just like a just get it over with. Right. <clears throat> Uh, but Godzilla vs. Kong on the other hand though man it was like it's also ridiculous but ridiculous in every way I hoped it could be yeah. <laughs> there's so, so many awesome stuff bits yeah. in that film it's like for ages and ages like I mean don't get me wrong I liked Kong Skull Island 
Yeah, of course. This I was like, man, they give you exactly what you want. Yeah, you mm-hmm. want to see them fight like fuck, and they do. But, but not even just that though. For like things where it's quite clearly all CGI, like I love how much Godzilla acts like a, <laughs> a really bad wrestler in a headlock <laughs> and stuff. Like just the the bit where like well, I think it's like the, the Godzilla he... has him in a headlock <laughs> and he just looks like he looks like a drunk. It just it's great. It's so good. Even like the bit where he walks away from Kong, and he's just got that look in his face of oh, fucking cunt. Yeah, that bad. See, I'd say as well because this is like a continuation of the 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 one before it because it's hard. Uh, King, hard. Of, King of the Monsters. Aye, it's the timeline of that's all over the fucking place. I, I think they did a good job of melding Aye. both those aspects: Aye. the Kong, the Skull Island, and the Godzilla movies. Mm. They they kept the aesthetic of both of them for for a good wee bit, but when before they kind of came together oh, properly, okay. and then it became its own thing. Like, see the see when they start, first start uh, fighting in Hong Kong, uh, the sound design for that scene, for that fight scene alone, oh. is absolutely amazing. It just drops out like most of the music, then it just has sound effect cues. I think that it's, it's really feel the impact. That Chris, also of that, that, Chris, from that. that also looked excellent. That uh, kind of neon, 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 neon stuff. Like kind of. Fulfilled the kind of promise that we were all hoping for from a Pacific Rim one and two. You know, it's like it, like Pacific Rim never ever Are got you, to those what, levels. What's, what's happening here? Is he, what? What, Pacific, why is he dissing Pacific Rim? I don't know. I'm not dissing it, man. Like it, I just think, like I think those films are good, but like they never quite gave you what you wanted, which was what we saw in Godzilla vs Kong. Pacific Rim (laughs) they promised to cancel the apocalypse and they did right but the the best bit well I mean the bit that stands out for me in Pacific Rim is the bit where the Australian guys and the robot uppercut the kaiju (laughs) and it's just that way it's like just seeing like these like really scrappy you know rubbish fist fights but with like ridiculous scale Mm. and circumstance around it is like what I was looking for Mm. and like Pacific Rim was just a lot of talking and not much happening and quite bad acting and like it was like an enjoyable movie I think but it wasn't great and in Pacific Rim 2 was like Mm. trying so hard to be Evangelion without the license whereas Kong Kong versus Godzilla or whatever it was Godzilla versus Kong it give, it kind of gives the viewer just everything you want. You want to see two monsters fight. It's the same as like watching Freddy versus Jason. You just want to see these two yeah. things fight, and you get that. But then when they up the fucking level of what the MacGuffin is that Kong's that Kong gets to use, Jesus, it's like, like fucking yeah, can, like the whole keep all the more. I want more. Like the, the, mon- the monsters fighting stuff is is absolutely fantastic in those films, but well, that film, sorry. Uh, but this time, the human stuff was so stupid. Oh, God. I... And so absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, didn't care. I did not care about it, but I was there for the ride of it. Yeah. It's like, like most of the, the kind of human characters were just kind of alright as well. But like the, the stuff with uh, the last of the Stranger Things and the, the guy that she ended up kind of tagging along with and stuff, man, like. Their story didn't even really go anywhere. Like, I suppose like she kind of poured water on a computer at the end or something. But uh, I, I could have done just without her. And a, a lot of the time it's like, right, you can't just have two two monsters fighting. But it was just that way. The plot, the, the wee bits you had with that, you're like, cool, I don't care. But the, 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 it'll come back to Kong and Zilla fucking doing something cool in a minute. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it didn't feel like you were yeah, overly... It, it, it paces itself really well. I, 
and see what you're talking about, like the sound design in that man. Fucking whoever's working for Chris Nolan needs to watch that kind of shit, man, because the sound design in Tenet was a fucking joke. Um, don't remember the sound design in Tenet. You don't know what the fuck folk are saying half the time. Man. Yeah, the oh, noise yeah, is yeah, so yeah. fucking overpowering. Like, dude, why? But that, that's, I don't want to go on the, the get on the Chris uh, Chris Tenet. <laughs> Chris Nolan yeah. uh, train, but apparently that was an artistic choice. Oh, no doubt. Eh? The, the dialogue and everything isn't really supposed to matter in that film. Yep, yep. It is about the spectacle. I enjoyed it. That's really yeah. pretty good. Where else, you, where else you got here, Ryan? Let's... Okay, I'm just going to briefly uh, say the Snyder Cut. No, move on. Uh, I don't that's waste, all we're going to say. say yep. Yeah. That's enough for that. Yeah. Uh, I bought the Hitcher. Because I wanted to watch that. The Hitcher is that is still an absolutely fantastic piece of nihilism. It's great. Again, I've seen it. I can only remember there's a bit where he's chasing them in a helicopter, and then there's a bit where like somebody's tied up between two trucks. Yep, that is that film. All I can remember. Uh, I also I should have probably mentioned this before the Hitcher and the Snyder Cut. Uh, I bought a box set of all the Showa era. Godzilla films, mm. which is the ones from the sixties, uh, kind right. of the early seventies. Do any of them hold up? I've at the moment I've only watched the first two discs, which are the very first one and its direct sequel, and the American sequel to the first one that was made after yeah, that. Yeah. They're fine. They're fil- they're films of their era. Um, I would like to see them. Yeah, I will give you. I'll give you them down. I take it. Honey, how's it had nothing to do with that? No, 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 no these no. are super Jap- Japanese efforts. Okay, um, not just that though. But like, I don't think it's stop motion either. I think it's all. Oh, it's, oh, it's a guy in a suit. It's oh, yeah. dude in a suit. It's car. It's cardboard cities. It's it's a good time. <laughs> the Beastie Boys at the Galactic Music video. Yeah. Oh, well, like the first the first one, like the first Godzilla film, is a serious. Straight as a dive, well, I mean, monster, monster movie. I mean, it's all about you know the, the yeah. atomic bomb, and it's yeah. like that close after it. So you imagine yeah. it would be. But yeah, that's that's what I liked about Shin Godzilla was like it didn't look <coughs> great, but it, lo- it looked like you know it was stylized. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it looked like how you want a Godzilla, a Japanese Godzilla film to look at. It. But it was just that way. The threat of everything was just great. Like the uh, way the actors are actually acting around all this like mess. Not not just that as well, but like I mean, we spoke about it at the time we actually watched it. But the the whole idea of them being put in this situation where because of what happened in World War Two, they do not have an army or military capable of yeah. doing mm-hmm. anything about it. And like that's a part of the movie is like them mm-hmm. talking about the logistics yeah. of all this stuff. And, and how, it's fascinating. And how a lot of Japanese government is uh, it's just useless bureaucracy yeah. and kind of batting passing. And a lot of it's like just, you know, holding meetings in the next Several room. Rooms, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we don't have clearance for that meeting in this room. Let's go to room six one seven. It's like it's the same room. Because when you hear about like uh, especially foreigners who've kind of moved to Japan, like a lot of that does sound like stuff they have to deal with. Yeah. It's like I'm a friend we, we could, always goes uh, on about how bad that is. If we were in like the USA or Europe, we could fix this issue within seconds. Mm-hmm. But because it's in Japan, it's like it's just an absolute struggle yeah. to get anything done. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, See, before we move on, just because it kind of makes sense to talk about it here, since we've been speaking yeah, about Godzilla, yeah. Netflix have a, a new Godzilla series called Singular Point. I've yet to start watching it. Uh, it's excellent. Yeah. It's really good. 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 It has, so far, I've seen about seven episodes. Right. Godzilla is not in it. Uh, is it not? <laughs> it's not Ultraman. It's a. Oh, I can't remember the name of the guy now. It's a guy that it's a guy that kind of looks like the Ultraman character. 
That's going to annoy me. I need to look. I have no idea. I mean, like, the, there's like a robot in it called Jet Jaguar. Oh, it's Jet Jaguar. That's uh, the like, um, it's like doing all the kind of beating up and stuff. Uh, but well, yeah, also, it's, also, it's really good. also weirdly, just because I've mentioned Ultraman, the next Shin movie from Hideki Anno is Shin Ultraman. Right, okay. I've seen a trailer. I'm on board. I, I am on board. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, so far it's like really enjoyable. Mm. Uh, like, there, something that they called Godzilla appeared in it in one of the episodes I've seen, but then uh, it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on with that. But it's one of those things where it's quite similar to Shin Godzilla, where it's obviously about monsters and stuff, yeah. but it's more about everybody in Japan just trying to understand what's going on right. because it's like it starts getting quite kind of end times biblical kind of thing like the seas and the sky start turning red and like what look like prehistoric uh, dinosaurs and stuff start appearing all over mm. the place and there's like massive sea serpents and oh, okay. creatures just start appearing yeah. in the woods and stuff like that and it's it's all to do with like time travel and particles that don't obey the laws of time and stuff like that and it's like it's like a lot of jargon right uh, one of those things where I mean, I don't even know if there's an English dub for it. I've been watching it in Japanese. But, like, it quite often does that thing you see more often these days where people are having a conversation by text message. Right. But the text message just goes by so fast that trying to keep up with it can be a bit of a struggle because, mm-hmm. like, those bits are usually the bits that are the most, like, heavy-handed with the, right. the exposition and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But it is really enjoyable. The, the CGI uh, the monsters and stuff kind of put me off at the start. Mm-hmm. Because you can just you can just see like everything else is hand drawn except the monsters, right. uh, but they actually become kind of stylized in a way that I, I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, as it went on. A lot of variety in the the things have been oh, killed yeah. towards it. It's good, uh-huh. definitely worth watching. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna get to uh, as what did I watch instead? I watched the the animated Transformers thing on Netflix that they've been doing. Uh, uh, that show's rubbish. I don't. I don't know why I'm still watching it, but it's. I don't think it's Transformers. That's not. It sounds totally internet whiny to say it's not my Transformers, but it's. This is something about it. It's not got the. It's not got the the fun kind of element. It's really dour and. Doesn't have the touch, mate. Yeah, it doesn't. doesn't It does not have the touch. No, (laughs) is that the Transformers song? Yeah, yeah, from Transformers movie. Yeah, no, what else doesn't have the touch? Is this going to say Master of the Universe? He-Man? No, because I haven't watched that. I was actually no. going to pivot to fucking Wonder Woman 1984. Did uh, not watch both. it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch both. that. Both. Do we really need to talk about it? No, both um, is all I've got to say. Yeah. That was two, a two, two folk have seen it. Um, well, sorry, two folk I know have seen it. One, you're one of them and the other was Alan Holbein and he was like, do not watch this yeah, film. That, that film is an utter mess. Uh, Andy Connor, that uh, was on this show for uh, Endgame, he saw it and said it was just an absolute mess as well. I feel bad for Kirsten Wig because I really want her to make it yeah. in Hollywood and every now and then it seems like she's just about to and then, and some, and then something happens yeah. and you're like, ugh. Can I, can I just say, like, looking at your list of movies there, Neil, it's not as long a list for a year and a half as I was expecting. I've been stoned for a year and a half back. Do you think I remember? <laughs> Dude, you're stoned all the time anyway. <laughs> right, well, she got... Uh, some things I've been enjoying on the old streaming apps, mainly Disney Plus, uh, Star Wars: The Bad Batch, I which is I know he's haven't watched it, but you, you kind of really should watch at least the final season of the Clone Wars right, to get right, to right. it. I'm not saying because that's where they're it. introduced. Okay, like I, I have watched a bunch of Clone Wars. 
Like I, I watched it for like from the beginning yeah. and didn't really like it, but like stuck with it and stuff. And like part, it, it, it gets, does, it gets it does a get lot better, better as it goes yeah. on, and the animation gets a lot better. And still, it's just, it's, it's, still, it still doesn't really grab. It's it the sort of thing now where when I'm not in the mood to to think or do anything, yeah. like I'll stick on an episode or two. But like at this rate, it'll probably take us years to get through it. Mm. You should do um, Waypoint just to talk about another podcast. Waypoint do a, a Clone okay. Wars podcast um, where they watch about three episodes every fortnight. Hmm. It's maybe a good way to go about it. They have some interesting thoughts about it. I'm probably not going to do that. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been watching that. Uh, Pixar's Monsters at Work is also a good time. Is, is that a film? No, it's a TV, a TV series. It's a, oh. it's a workplace comedy, Tommy. You'd probably be right up for it. No, I do like it's, monsters. It's uh, movies. So it's monsters Inc. When they've got you've still got Billy Crystal and uh, George Goodman every episode, just like wee bits and pieces here and there, but everyone around it. Are they? Uh, all right, I was gonna say, do they appear in it? Like, yeah, they're, they're, is, is they're, they're it them in, doing it. Yeah, right? it's okay. them. It's them doing it. Uh, you had obviously you had One Division, which I really enjoyed. I I really I like I didn't like the first two episodes. I understood what they were going for, mm-hmm. and I thought that, that was fair enough. I thought like the middle of the show was really good. I thought it ended really badly. Yeah, I, f- I felt the ending wasn't that great because it just becomes yeah, the usual CGI mess. When, yeah, when they when they kind of lean into the oh Agatha did it, I was like yeah, that now now we've got a problem. Uh-huh. Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was oh, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. yeah, very very let. It's... Disappointing. A lot of retconning characters for some reason. Yeah. Well, remember that that was only six episodes. It was originally supposed to be eight. Oh. Um, just like nothing about it really had any weight to it, though. It was like the the villains were all kind of dull. She, the see, heroes see were kind of the, dull. The action sequences didn't really click. Like. See the main villain that we, that lassie. She was one of the worst actresses I have ever oh, witnessed. Yeah. She was rubbish. Yeah, but even like the the kind of moments in it where it's supposed to be like a big grandiose speech and it just fell flat like yeah. his, his bit at the end when he's talking to like the, the congressman it felt very focused like, it's just rubbish yeah. like I think like the only bits in the series that I thought were genuinely great were the bits with the, the guy as Isaiah I uh, thought his his parts were yeah. excellent also it kind of takes the it, it takes the novelty of also, oh, everybody can throw the shield like that. Whereas I always yeah. like the idea that that's ah. Cap shield, Cap control like that, and nobody else can. Whereas everybody's got a fucking shield. Maybe you should read some more comics, Tommy. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. maybe all right. <laughs> uh, and then the upswing of it was Loki. Loki, Loki was, was good. Which is, I thought, was a I don't think we've actually spoke about Loki, did we? Probably not. I don't think that. Like, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, like, I wasn't I, expecting I really, I really to. Yeah. Uh, I was working, like, from just see from just seeing the trailers for it before it actually came out. I thought I was going to hate that show. Mm. I. Pleasantly surprised, thought it was yeah, good. I thought yeah, I really I, it was it. also like really refreshing to get to like the end of one of these kind of Marvel things where it wasn't just a big fucking fight Aye. or whatever. Like I, I like I know a lot of people didn't like that ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it and mm-hmm. loved the aesthetic of it. Uh, yeah. I like that 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 setup for him being a villain that we're going to see more of as well. I thought yeah. it was actually pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got here? Oh yes, I watched all of Dragon Ball Z Kai. I haven't even started that yet, man. I know you you gave me the DVDs or the Blu-rays like a long I'm, time I'm, ago. I'm not going to watch them for a long, long. Well, I'll probably let's be honest, never watch them again. Hmm. I just wanted to actually watch it. So that's <sighs> like I will get around to it, but like this soon after finishing both Demon Slayer and Hunter Hunter, mm. like the idea of going into another yeah, shonen anime, really... just I don't I don't want to do that just now. Yeah. That's fair enough. 
We missed now though, Vegeta is amazing. No doubt. Uh, what else we got there? Um, Black Widow. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Black Widow. Um, it was a lot lighter than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd try and be a bit grittier. I've, yeah. I've always enjoyed her character and all the other uh, collaborative ones and stuff. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for this one to be like a kind of tighter, like just martial arts kind of thing. I guess yeah. is what I was hoping for. Uh, and like, considering well, she's like such why a Why would massive... you do that when you're getting Shang-Chi? Again, I also really hope that's excellent as well. But I, I did enjoy Black Widow. I just think it didn't quite have the. the yeah. Ah, it wasn't like as tight yeah. as Winter Soldier oh. or ah. as slick or as well written. See, I think I was expecting it more, to be more like yeah. Winter Soldier and a, le- a lot less like Moonraker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's all, the, the, all the stuff with the Red Garden and that I thought was pretty good. Yeah. I thought the intro was really good. I thought, in fact, it had like a total. Born out of me, style feel to the first mm-hmm. bit of the film as well. That was mm-hmm. all great, but like, it, it, yeah, it just becomes like a really loose, sloppy mess. By yeah. the it's kind of, it's, even like when she is watching a Bond movie, it does feel all all through. I was like, this is just a Bond film. Who's this guy that can get her helicopters willy nilly? That's, that's her kind of cue. But just where, where, where's he from? a slight deviation there. Um, I saw the trailer for No Time to Die again today. Right. Yeah, it's and pretty, pretty, uh, hard. no matter. How much I, I try, I am so uninterested in that film. However, watching the trailer today, I still am as less interested in it as I ever was. But I only just realised that Rami Malek's Doctor No. Yeah, pretty much. That's like there seems to be a kind of setup that yeah. or the rumours are that, that he may or may not. Well, so when you see the bits of him in his wee underground lair, it's the Doctor No lair. Hmm. But that's like um, I didn't think it was possible for me to be less interested in that film, but you've just you've yeah. just managed it because it also reminded me that oh yeah, this is kind of a reboot, Doctor um, uh, reboot James Bond. So I'll still yeah. watch it. I don't have um, any hopes for it because I've not enjoyed any of those ones. I, f- I think I am not going. To, no, I know I am not going to go to that one. I like the trailer. On I'll go. It seems all right. Uh, I mean, don't get wrong. I, I wasn't a big fan of Spectre. I rewatched that like not long ago, and I was like, "Yeah, this is just kind of boring." Is there a bit in Spectre where he has to get a ring? Yes. Right. Okay, I have seen Spectre. Right. Yeah, but the 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 whole and I, I don't know why Hollywood feels the need it feels the need to do this, and it happens all the time, where they felt like they had to for some reason make um, Blofeld kind of his brother or kind of related, yeah. to him. and I'm like, why are you doing that? And the whole thing is, I know his name is um, Franz Oberhauser or whatever. He like, mate, we know he's Blofeld. Just fucking tell us uh, he's Blofeld. And then he's like, well, I'm the offer you pain. And there's this big build up. And then when Waltz appears, I like Christoph Waltz. Yeah. It's just very kind of anticlimactic. You're like, was oh, that it? I, mean, like, I, mean, I remember talking about this back when it came out. But like, they just did such a poor job of being like, oh my God, he was the, the shadow master kind of uh, uh, yeah. from the get-go. It's like, because they just show you like pictures of, was it Dominic Green, Damaged Goods? Yeah, like, you, you see like... like uh, <laughs> they just show you a picture of him and be like, oh yeah, like we were behind that. It's like, you can't just, you can't just yeah, say you were without actually... Well, the thing, that's the thing is, with Spectre, it was like, even at the opening uh, graphics and all that, you see like... Um, uh, Dominic Green and uh, Mans Mickelson and all that you're like aye man it was really they, they were only pawns we're, we're about to get the real deal 
and then the problem with but it, it doesn't ever it, actually no it's just, it's it's just, just like oh, it. yeah it's just like no man they all work for spectre and spectre is this shadow uh, conspiracy group and it's like oh it turns out that guy's running the gaff but the problem with no type of die is it's like oh actually it might not have been him it might have been rami malik and you're like right i mean it's just us oh, so it's no then so if we don't have a where's the real villain then been saying that with um uh, in skyfall like i thought javier bardem was good and i was like cool we kind of got a villain it's like nah turns out he was he was just working for spectre and then when you actually see both felt you're like is this it okay well very anticlimactic and, and then that doesn't make any sense because like skyfall did they say he was working for spectre because like his that, thing that, was such I don't remember his that. was such That'd a personal thing, thing yeah. be, between him and m but the way they kind of made it out as if inspector if i remember correctly the way they made it out as if inspector is like yeah at some at, at some kind of point they've all kind of had a hand in working for spectre all oh, right, like like how in Fast Nine, everybody's had a, a shot at working for Cipher. Aye. Right. Okay. Oh no. Fast Nine. It's Mister X. No, whatever fucking Kurt Russell's name is, and. Oh, aye, 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 aye. Yeah. Oh, I mind Fast Nine. That was a fucking tough one. Um, I, I never actually saw it. I was thinking about that today because uh, again, it came up in a different podcast about how like ridiculous those movies are when when in the first one. All they were doing was trying to steal DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, films, those films escalated. Very much so. Because again, they're just like, by fast forward again, it's like, oh, they're thieves. But then they're trying to, this guy's trying to rip them off. And then it's about family. And like from fast forward onwards, that's when I got uh, my attention. Yeah. And then it's like, again, it's just like a child is writing this. Where it's like, turns out, do you know what Kurt Russell needs? I think he's like CIA. He really needs this band of folk to do a thing for him. But you're like, why though? Like, what even are they anymore? I don't like, know. Like, that's the thing though. The like, A team. Yeah, but they get sent. They get. They get sent into some random South American no-name country. Yeah, and they're just there in their normal clays. Big, <laughs> big Vin Diesel's got his shotgun as per usual, mm-hmm. and everybody's just cutting about as some kind of quasi-militaristic or fucking paramilitary force. I don't know. They're fucking. But, the team but that's predator. But that's the beauty of it, though, man. It's <laughs> but, like the movies are so ridiculous. That's kind of why people are going to them. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's like yeah, it's, not, that's it's not like a normal, yeah. a normal kind of thing where when you see something like, oh my god, that's so fucking stupid. They they have kind of cornered that market, and you see yeah. it go, oh my god, that is fucking stupid, and you laugh at it. Like, but yeah, with them, not at them. Yeah, but like that's the thing I think with like Fast Seven, that was like the culmination of yeah. all of that. And it was done so well with those tropes, yeah. with all these things. Fast Eight was a bit of a letdown. Like those movies are and not Fast good. Nine, and Fast Nine, I'm like, man, you, you gotta stop making these guys. It's See, like you, you gotta I, stop. I, I went and watched it again. Right, okay. And I enjoyed it a lot more the second time because I knew what was coming. I mean, so yeah. I kept, so I was. <laughs> Even having not seen it, like all those memes that came out afterwards, uh, you don't need logic when you've got a family, and you know, yeah, he might be strong, and, and he's magnets. not as strong as family, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was uh, just again, it's like, man, to even up the up the big thing is like, man, Vin Diesel's long lost brother up here, you're like, yeah. when the fuck was this? And it's just like, right, that's just it's kind of like the Saw movies, it's just like, turns out this guy was working for John Kramer this whole time, you're like, no way, man, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, Fast Night was fun, but yeah. it is very much like they need to stop making it because it's more. Well, you're getting uh, two more of them, Tommy. 
they're not going to stop making those movies until they stop making money and they're not going to stop making money it's true Vin Diesel's ego though man is Jesus that, that film is just it's all about him yeah it's all about I mean I know but then the last film it's like it's all about him as well man because he's apparently got this Wayne and fucking Charlie stead on who I don't know why <clears throat> decides to have the worst haircuts. It's got like a, a weird bowl cut. Oh, it's like a 90s thing. Yeah, like, it's terrible. I, mean, yeah. I, was like, I don't know what I the think the, is. the problem with those films now, uh, post-7, is that you didn't realise how much Paul Walker kind of uh, gave to those films. Mm. Like, to a degree, he became kind of became the heart of those films. Yeah. He grounded them, yeah. really. Um, no, I mean he did also like what jump off the back of a bus that was off a cliff and then hang on to a car spoiler. Yeah. And like a for some reason was managing to hold his own against a guy who's like a master at martial arts. Yeah. Well that's the so, thing, it was just like I'll say I'll know martial arts now. Okay. Uh, that we never established that. Even fucking uh, big ludicrous gets uh, his martial arts on, you're like, oh, he's his flames the tech guy. It's like, no man, he's got to look cool as well. Everyone's gotta look cool. Aye, so they've kind of they've missed having him there. They kind of ground it. Who who would you replace him with? Like who who would you? Bring I don't. In? I don't think you can. No. I think that's a that is a problem. Mm. And they kind of deal with that in a reasonably okay way. In that, weirdly, a guy who's dead in real life, his character still lives oh, on. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's just never on screen. Yeah. But they mention him all the time. Yeah. Do they actually still mention him? They, they, they mention him quite a bit in nine. And to the point where the very final shot is a car pulling in the driveway, and it's supposed to be him, right? Because he was wa- he was watching the Waynes the whole time. It was is the way they write him out of it supposed to be that like he's got like a wife and family now? Yeah, so he, he Jord- to... Jordana Brewster's oh, character yeah. is a wife, so so she left the kids with him while she went off to to Tokyo to go find Han. Why okay. Han's alive? If you've not watched it, I've seen the trailer. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, I think I mean, if there's one franchise you don't really need to worry about spoilers <laughs> for, I think it's that franchise. Yeah, you're not looking for the plot twists in those films. <clears throat> so, Tommy, about plot twists. Yes. Tell us how bad old was. Oh, that is not a good time at all. Not. It's 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 amazing. Uh, See, I've read the Wikipedia. I know I know what happens in it. It does not sound. Like I can't believe this was. A I book. watched a, a YouTube video about it. Uh, it's so fucking horrible, man. And I'm so I'm so glad I watched a YouTube video by someone who hated the movie. Uh, so like, just could deconstruct it in a uh, way that like I found pleasing, rather than actually watching the film, which seemed like it would have been a chore. There has been a lot of fun memes about the the oh, what's what's going on at this beach. But yeah, the the film is absolutely terrible, and it's again, it's remarkable that this is an M Night Shyamalan movie because I don't know what it is about M Night Shyamalan for a man that well, made the th- yeah, M Night Shyamalan making bad films. No, no, no. Remarkable. This is no, but this what I mean. Is, <laughs> Even his good ones that kind of like aged so bad. Yeah. Like, what I mean though is like when you watch like the Sixth Sense or Unbreakable, they look like they're done by um, a talented uh, director. because uh, they've got money behind them. But like. Um, old jesus it's like it's it's like a student film it's like it's made mm-hmm. by somebody who is just out of college because the editing is terrible um the directions of the acting is appalling like it really is fucking awful there's I've, no there's no big stars in this though right like, Gail, Gail all... garcia bernal's in it but you're just like man i feel fucking sorry for it, you man is the boy from hereditary in it is, it, is that who it is, is it? uh possibly uh the lassie from jojo rabbit's in it as well all right okay um but yeah, it is appalling. Like it's not like some folk are like it's so bad it's funny. I don't think it's funny at all because it's 
not even like what's oh, unintentionally funny. I'm just like, no, it's just terrible. Like it is really, really bad. It's just watching it, you're just getting the twist isn't even the bad bit about it. It's just everything else in it. As I said, characters, dialogue, story. I hear it's also not got particularly good depictions of mental illness. And no, it does not. Like that, it? it does not. And again, it's there's so like characters at times. You're just like, man, I don't know why you're doing this. And then like, like there's a character in it where it's like. He's at the beach when they all arrive there, right? And then it's like, oh shit, there's a dead lassie over there. Right, okay, who fucking did it? Was it you? And he won't tell them anything until like about half an hour later, he decides to give them a story. I was like, why didn't you just tell them this yeah. at the start of it? I was like, I don't get the fucking pacing of this film. Uh, and then, as I said, it it you know, you find out what the fucking crack is with the beach and it's a shiter and then it's like, that's a shiter of a twist. And then it basically becomes this... Um, Commentary on um, uh, big pharma, far yeah, pharmaceutical company, <clears throat> and you're like that is fucking rank, and then it has a wee end, and you're like, oh, maybe they're gonna get their just desserts and stuff like that, and I'm just like, this is this fucking movie sucked. The only reason that uh, I went to watch it was I was killing time because I think I was meeting you guys later on. Had I not had any plans, I would have walked out of that. Uh-huh. I was literally there to kill time, and fuck me, it went on and on and on. But yeah, that is easily one of the worst films I have ever seen. Not just this year, I have ever seen. It is awful. Compared to The Happening? Um, yeah, it's... Is The Happening the accepted low bar for Shyamalan? See, um, it would be that, or it'd be Airbender. Airbender. I see, or, I've never watched Airbender. I would have said Visitors. Uh Airbender's bad, but it's what, what's the one he did with Will Smith? After after, oh, after yeah. I never saw that either. Shit. I didn't know really, in the water was it his? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I don't think he directed it. I think he just wrote that one. No, no I think he was it all the way around. Maybe sure he, like just directed it and didn't write it. I'm sure he did direct it because this was him still in absolute <coughs> shiter mode. And then I think it was the visitors or whoever it was. It's like, all oh, right, he's gonna <coughs> wrote a wee Hansel and Gretel story. This is fine, but it's still dumb. The fact that um, fucking thingy that plays Agatha and. Yeah, she's there, that mum, and yeah. she sends him on the bus, and then it's like, wait, where are you? That's not your grandparents. Mm-hmm. You're like, who oh, the fuck would that do that? Movie. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck would do that? Anyway, um, the happening is pretty fucking yeah, balls. But, but old again, you're just like, right. I didn't. If, I didn't if, dislike Split. I liked Split. What was the one that came after that? Glass. Glass? I never saw that. Um. But uh, it was a waste of, in my opinion, it was a wasted opportunity. Um, but at the same time, you didn't need it. Anyway. I still like my like I've, my memories of the village are that it was really good. I never want to watch it. Up I never want to watch it again because like I'm pretty sure I will not have that opinion if I watch it again. I remember enjoying uh, the village, but also thinking that the the twist. Well, one, the twist was daft, and just the whole. Yeah, right, so we're, I mean, the film's that old, right, so we're elders in this little wee commune, we know what the fucking crack is, yeah, yeah. so what we're going to do is, Joaquin Phoenix needs medicine, we're going to send a blind I mean, child that, into the forest. That is, like, the thing with his films, though, is, like, when you actually think about them in terms of what's going on, they all break down, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, not the sixth sense, because... Uh, Unbreakable was decent enough. Yeah, yeah, but, like, for the most part, though, it's, like, he just makes these kind of situations where... Like, th- there is such a specific, uh, like, way of solving the problem 
like, but it only works with the natural kind of narrative itself. As soon as you consider the real world, it just falls apart. Like signs, like the the whole kind of thing where like these fucking aliens that are allergic to water coming to a planet. Three like, covered of it. Yeah, but it's in the air to harvest people who are mm. mostly water, and like one of them is like they're fucking intergalactic aliens, and they can't open a fucking kitchen door or smash a window. Like what? <clears throat> no, I know, but this is. I think you kind of touched. Both of you have kind of touched on something there, and that is. The problem, the problem with M. Night Shyamalan as well, especially with old, it feels like he's making a Twilight Zone uh, episode or something like that. Uh, That's the kind of thing it belongs to. And to be fair, he should maybe just do that because it would play his strength instead uh, of being like, right, I'm going to make a film and it's like, right, usual Shyamalan thing, there's going to be a twist and there's going to be this trope and this trope. As like, it just, it's like, why don't you just make a Twilight Zone uh, TV TV episodes or just do, do that because uh, that, that would play more at your strength rather than... And it's even, even showing how folk age in the film and just like at one point a lassie's pregnant and then she's like again because the acceleration of time she then gives birth like a second later and the fucking baby uh, dies and I was like oh for fucking what is they explain how the time that uh, was actually like the that. only bit that I thought sounded kind of cool was it I mean cool's the wrong word for that for a baby dying but like the, the idea that it's like Babies just need so much attention that, like, with the accelerated time, there was no way it was ever going to survive. So it's yeah. like it just it gets born by a fucking four year old because, mm. like, she's like she's not even that Aye. old and that. So she has like but no she idea. Kinda, she obviously is like, aged that, when she's like, having a baby. If this wasn't a Shyamalan movie and this was like a fucking, I almost said Paul Verhoeven, but that's not the right person, man. Who directed The Fly? Cronenberg. Oh, and it was a if this was like the oh, a Cronenberg good. thing, you're like that could be the most fucking stick in your head for years like horror thing he, that you've he ever have, fucking seen he would have been great at that as well because him like showing folk decaying is fucking minging and in old again it's just like you're seeing folk decay and it's so weird as well how what rating is it 12 8th no 15 but at the same time there's like this group of folk and every now and then just one of them's away doing something whilst their kids going through a thing you're like what the fuck's going on like you know it's just a, a I've said enough. Don't watch that film. It is a fucking uh, waste of time. It's frustratingly... It's frustrating. Have you, have you watched anything else? Well, I mean, like, I know you have. You've like, you watched a lot of shit in the past year now. Anything else notable? Oh, yeah. The, the Suicide Squad. Aye. Uh, good film, eh? Uh, oh, man. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Like, I get that Free Guy is the newest movie, but Suicide Squad is, like, the best movie I have seen in a fucking long time in the cinema. Yeah, it was excellent. I enjoyed it. Um, James Gunn fits that franchise like a glove. He brings the silliness and the gore factor, and it's just such an improvement from David Ayer's Suicide Squad. But the way they kind of... Such an improvement of every other DC DC, film I've ever made. That's true. It's like... um, In saying that, I do think Suicide Squad was really good. I still don't think it was great. No, it was a solid four. Yeah, but it, it did really well in... Rebooting it, but making it a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. There was a lot about it that I did not see coming, and I was like, "That's pretty sweet." A lot of really, really funny bits in it, like Still proper chuckling, yeah. fucking proper enjoyable cinema experience. Do you mean it's like it's it? It did. It felt like a real fun B movie. Yeah, it's it's what you wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought. King Shark wasn't as good as I was Yeah, hoping. that's what I was going to say. It wasn't Ron Funches. Shout out about Ron Funches. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah. But, but I don't know, one of my, again, I just think this, this just shows how well Gunn does when you've got the right material. 
See when they go to let's let's try not to. Give I'm not going to spoil it. All I'll say is my a notable bit is when they go to rescue Rick Flag. Yeah, yeah, that I, bet was, yeah. I, I knew that's what you were going to say, which is why I said don't spoil it. Well, it's uh, not, I'm not spoiling anything. But yeah, but, that like John Cena especially in that sequence does something that I thought was absolutely. Hilarious. John Cena is really good in this. He is. Yeah. He is very he's very good. He, I mean, he, he is really good, but he's essentially just the comedian from Watchmen. Ah, yeah. Um, I thought. When Idris Elba is speaking to his daughter again, it was really funny because it's really inappropriate. Um, he was great in it. I thought everyone was pretty. Yeah, good everybody it. holds up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Like even like I've been vocal in the not particularly liking the Harley Quinn character and especially mm. Margot Robbie's kind of version of it. And uh, this, she had some of the best moments. She also had some of the most some annoying of, uh, moments. That's what yeah, I said but, to you, like to you and Danny. We yeah. watched the screen. Is like she was simultaneously the best thing in the film. And the worst yeah. thing in the film. Yeah, well, when, when when she's kind of going heavy on her stick, it's yeah. it's really great. And, but yeah, I, I, got some really I good absolutely scenes. fucking loved the sequence when she meets like the the head of the, the fucking dictatorship. Uh, yeah, all round, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, well, there's not really much else to say if you yeah. if you like Guardians of the Gal excuse me, Guardians of the Galaxy, and you like James Gunn in, in general, you will not be disappointed by this film. It's not like, yeah, it's not revolutionary or anything, man, but it's just no, fun. Yeah, it's a fun time. It's a fun time, uh, time Yeah, it's what you... The, the, the trailer promised me that, and that's exactly what yeah. I got. I will say, though, that I knew before going into this that John Cena was getting his own TV show based on the character from that. Uh, I don't care about that at all. No, never do I. I think he was good in that film. I don't see how that would work as a TV show. Well, that would be a comedy. So. I'll quite happily be proved wrong, though. Like, yeah. If it comes out and it's great, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's two for two for old big match John. He was good in Fast Nine, and he was good in this. And yeah. maybe this is his career kind of. He's been, I, I think he's been good in pretty much most stuff I've seen. He's really good in Sisters. I enjoyed that film. That's a good film. Yeah. Is it? What else? I've seen him stuff else as well. He it was quite, it was quite good in Cock Blockers, as much as that film isn't that great. Was, Never watched that. It's, yeah. it's it's all right. It's very much a film of the t- of his time. He was good in Trainwreck. Huh? What's Trainwreck? It's the one with uh, Amy Schumer and Brit- Bill Hader. No, still nothing. Not good anything. Yeah, I think you would have watched it. It's it's good. It's a well, it's it's a thingy movie. Um, it's a good It's a good apto effort, so it's unnecessarily long. Yeah, it's at least a half hour. It, too long. it leans it leans a lot into the the dramedy of it, but all in all, it was good. John Cena's good in it. But yeah, no, big match. John right. might be. Well, I don't know. Depends what happens at SummerSlam. Yeah, like I said this to. Yeah, I think they're gonna book. Cena Punk at Mania. Uh, not gonna happen. No fucking way. <laughs> no idea what that means. Uh, I said this to you when we were leaving the cinema, though. But like the, the the biggest kind of bummer about the Suicide Squad just now is the fact that like they're already so far into making Flash and Batman that this is not going to get any. The, the success of this is not going to have any influence on yeah. them. So they're going to be like the same standard DC shit that no one's fucking liked yeah. for years. Well, uh, I because don't have a chance to course correct yet. I hope that Matt Reeves is the Batman. I think the trailer for that looks alright. I think it looks great. Yeah. And then me and the friend of the podcast, Lee McPherson, were talking about it and he actually sent me a clip about a guy who's got a theory that um, they're going to go like the route of more like the film 7. And he says uh, there's a lot that's leading into that. And apparently 
uh, the director has said that he watched that he he's taken a lot of influence from that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, see if it is like a proper like detective thing. The the Riddler is a serial killer yeah. kind of thing, and Batman has been held accountable or something. Like, like, when you think yeah, about this like, could be he, very he's known as the world's greatest detective in the comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of weird to think that he never yeah, actually he, he really never, does the detective does thing detective in any stuff. movie. To be fair though, from the comics, he's not really been doing a lot of detecting lately. Uh, like I actually bought one of the newer ones uh, it's not even called Batman what the fuck is it called Dark Detective mm-hmm. like it seems the artwork and it's nice but like it seems like is that the jock one I'm not entirely sure I don't know like a, I'm not finished reading it but it's been good oh, oh yeah it's, it's a weird premise though where it's like in the first couple of pages of it this is like the first issue of the thing mm-hmm. as well alright but uh, it's a jock one then is it yeah, I think I've, so. I have no idea. But like they they make out as if like he's lost all his wealth and everyone thinks he's dead, both as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, and so it's like this idea that he's still got all his uh, capabilities and stuff, but he doesn't have any of the resources they had before. Right, so it's Iron Man three. But I was like, man, that's like a really cool premise, and it's like this total kind of Big Brother, like a Orwellian state right. thing, where like there's yeah, just so like much that. technology all over the place. It's mm-hmm. like right, so it's like everything's stacked against them, but within like three pages. It just he's like cutting about in his regular Batman gear again, and like he's got all the gadgets and shit. It's like, what was the fucking point in like yeah. that whole thing where everyone thinks you're dead? Like when you've just unveiled yourself, like like, mm. like why? Grant what? Morrison has a lot to answer for for the way the Batman's portrayed these days when he's did his run on Justice League uh, and kind of created this Bat God kind of situation, right? Where he just he's essentially. Just the greatest human being to ever exist. Uh, how does Superman feel about that? Well, he's not human. I know he's a human, but is he like... He's also rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> there are some good Superman stories out there. The ones where they kind of focus on like how he is an alien and how it is all about trying to just fit in with humanity, they tend to be a lot better. I want to... I want to read uh, Red Sun because I, I like that idea that what if he had landed in Russia rather than America it, it's only okay is that right okay yeah I think we made it's, a, it's fine it's, I think there's it's an animated film of it there is yeah. uh, there is but yeah what else I'm uh, sure we're missing no, something no, else. no there isn't an animated film of what? The Jungle Cruise oh okay. uh, I watched that yep I enjoyed that film it was fine I, I couldn't tell you a thing about it just because it's instantly forgettable but it's, yeah it, it is very fun. much Bits of the Mummy, bits of Pirates of the Caribbean, and bits of Indiana Jones uh, together. I didn't realise until like Neil told us that the Jungle Cruise is actually a ride in Disneyland, mm-hmm. uh, which immediately. I mean, I know Pirates was as well, and the first Pirates was actually decent, but it's just like fuck's sake, man! Like, yeah. well, have you seen a Pirates film? Yeah. Well, you can't ignore what you're getting with Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt's good in it. Emily yeah. Emily Blunt Blunt looks like she's oh, having Quiet Place too. Okay, we'll get to that. In the Jungle Cruise, Emily Blunt looks like she's having the best time of her life. Oh. She looks like she's having a hell of a lot of fun like in that film. In A Quiet Place, she does not look like she's having a good time. Um, what did you think of A Quiet Place too? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much what I expected it to be. I didn't really care about anything, to be honest. I found it really boring. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, it's entertaining. I thought the first one was better. Just when we're going about Jungle Cruise. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, okay, I... The only, thing I wanted to, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to add was, I actually, it was nice to watch something with Jack Whitehall in it where I was just like, not like, oh my God. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it? he was I good I thought his it. character was well developed. And I think you and I had talked about this. The Rock is fine in it. 
I just think yeah, it's if a, it was Chris Pratt, the film would have been elevated yeah. a wee bit more just because of He's, um, Chris Pratt's humour and just the Rock is just this Chris mu- mus- muscle guy that's like... Yeah. No, I don't get me wrong. The Rock is absolutely fine. That he is reliable as ever. But yeah. I just think well, I, I, he can I also like, do good comedy. As I well. like The Rock a lot, but I think the the way the character was written, I felt a Chris Pratt type would have been. I agree. More suitable. I agree. Quiet Place Two. Like, don't really want to say too much about it, but like, I thought the weakest part of Quiet Place Part One was the ending. Kind of just made the whole threat of the things just seem really insignificant in a way where the army would never have been taken out. Quiet Place 2 has that from the get-go because we've seen it in the first one and it's just people being stupid for an hour and a half. But like I thought it was entertaining. I do think like the revelation that the things can't swim like made it even more so like what the fuck man, how can these things just wipe out humanity? Like uh, when they've got like two gigantic flaws. Yeah. I uh, by the end, all right, though. Yeah, but by the end of that film, you're just like, oh, well, that's that fixed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, no, like, I, I feel like, oh, well, that's that fixed at the end of the first one, though, because it was like, that's just no, so easy yeah. to kill. Yeah, but I cut it off. It was fine, though. I didn't mind A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, what else? So, watch Jungle Crew. What was after that? What other stuff have we got? We've actually done all right, man, because that's like we've spoken about a lot of movies and it's only like an hour into the show. I was, we haven't really had any banter, though. Well, I was going to pivot after that. Yeah. Um, I watched Close Enough Season 2. Close, came on Netflix. I don't know who that is. Close Enough what is uh, the current project by J.G. Quintel, the creator of a regular show. All right, that okay. fine Cartoon Network entertainment programme. And Close Enough uh, takes kind of the regular show format. Which I don't know how much you've seen regular show. And um, regular show. Regular show is about uh, a blue jay and a raccoon who are twenty-two-year-old slackers who work in a park for yeah. a gumball machine. It's it is that kind of show, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's very much there's, in the same vein of Adventure Time and Spongebob. Well, no, because it takes place in what is technically the real world. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's that it's yeah, that type it's, of cartoon. Though. It's some, that, some, it's some, an adult swim. Uh, no, it's Cartoon Network. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, you could you could get think that. Hmm. Um, the kind of format is the usual of uh, Mordecai and Rigby don't want don't want to do a job, so they slack off somehow, and that causes almost always catastrophic earth endangering uh, adventures. Hmm. Uh, so Close Enough is set in real world at Los Angeles. It's about uh, like kind of just kind of turning thirty year old uh, couple who have a, who have like a six year old daughter, uh, and it's about their lives being poor, living in Los Angeles, but also trying to like keep keep their kid in a good school uh, and parent at the same time. So something, a plot begins, something invariably happens, psychedelic madness and catastrophe into. For instance, there is a, there's a very good uh, episode in season two where at the daughter's school, uh, they, it's a kind of one of these hippie kind of schools. Um, at the daughter's school, they ban condiments for their like lunches and things like that. Okay. So how, how the episode progresses into a pastiche of Scarface. Uh, 
as she becomes wow, like a dawn of as she becomes a dawn of hot sauce. Okay, I can see. Uh, it's, I can see that. It's fantastic. It's <laughs> like there. Every episode is like uh, you get two of them. And they're only twelve minute, twelve minute long shorts. Uh, it's so easy to watch, and it's a good laugh. I highly recommend it. Uh, uh, that does sound fucking. Yeah. Good. See what you're saying about like. Uh, I'm sure you've watched some regular show, right? Yeah. I just I don't know why I was thinking that, but there's a bit where uh, Mor- Mordecai or goes to Rigby. Are we going to eat this? And he just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of like that. Like, yeah. And there, the, I remember that episode the fucking the the tune that they're. Rigby, I think, is listening to all summer, and everyone is <laughs> uh, fucking raging. And I was like, I love that tune. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking thing, the cassette comes alive. And it's like that. Uh, have you guys uh, seen any of the new season of Rick and Morty? Oh yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm up to date with that. Yeah. Is that any good? Uh, it's it's better than season three. Uh, what season are we on? Is it not like season six? four? Is it only four? See the thing with Rick and Morty, it just all mashes together yeah. for me. I couldn't tell you. I do enjoy it though. Oh no, I enjoy it, it. it. It's been yeah, it's been all right. There's there's one or two episodes where it's kind of like, meh, but yeah, overall. It's I saw been okay. I got like the wee notification on my phone today as well to tell us that a Lower Deck season two is now on Amazon Prime. I tried watching that. It's good. Crap. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it, man. It was really good. Well, does like, it get better as it goes on or? I mean, I thought it was good from the get go. Like, I thought it was like cheap Rick and Morty uh, with a a Star Trek skin yeah, on it. Yeah. But like, that was that was fine for me. Like, uh, yeah. it was the best Star Trek has been in about a decade, <laughs> if not no more than that. Because like JJ Abrams got his dirty wee fucking hands in it in two thousand nine, so <laughs> it's been a long time since Star Trek was good. Um, to be fair though. <sighs> Good stuff. When you say stuff about Star Trek, I'm like, right, I'm going to take some of this with a pinch of salt because I remember you well, saying just you, because you, I like Voyager. No, not you just got, like, that. Such a fucking not not just that. It's like sometimes when it comes to like '90s sci-fi shows, like like Stargate, uh, like Stargate, not Universe, Stargate Atlantis. Atlantis. I'm like, oh, Atlantis I remember you, is, you watched that, I, like, but all I of acknowledged that, and, that so much of that is rubbish though. And I was like, man, I think the episode I seen where I was watching with you and through here. And it was about a ghost or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? What, uh, what, what, that what? sounds about right. But the same as like, you're like, see Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, it's fucking shit. But you like, have watched X amount of seasons. I'm like, man, just get up. Uh, I've not watched the most recent one. Sometimes you just need to know, Tommy. Yeah. Like, there's the always many, The many shit well. that I have watched just because I, mean, I would never have watched the Snyder Cut, but I had to know uh. Oh, I, fuck, I watched Aquaman. You um, you didn't have to. No, I didn't. The, the same way I, I I'm had, not going to because I, I don't have to. I had to know how bad it was. The only bit I've seen of that is the prologue. I know I will yeah. watch it at some point, but I will never pay money for that. Well, you don't have to now. Is it on free stuff now? I think it's on free stuff. It's definitely on, it's on now TV. Pat, w- watch it as episodes. That's what I get told. Yeah, like, hey. I, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't like, do what round, I did. Round about the time where that whole Snyder Cut thing was happening, like I, I didn't have any access to it uh, that I could get for nothing. So like I wasn't going to pay for it. I decided to watch Aquaman and it was such a fucking terrible film. Yeah. It was like, no, this is it. It's satiated that kind of need to be like, oh, I should maybe watch the Justice League thing. I just, I'm never going to fucking watch that movie. No, there, there comes a... Well, no, I will. Yeah. There, there, sometimes there, you just need to know. There's a, there comes a time where I think you have to take a stand and just be like, you know what? 
No, I'm not watching that because I am not getting fooled into watching this, like thinking that there's going to be some source of, oh, well, it's better than Whedon's ones. Like, yeah, but that's fucking not hard. That's the thing, though, it's not. No, well, I don't know, man. Like, it's folk not. Have, folk have it's said, just as bad. Some folk have said, I, it's better than Whedon's one, but it's not good. And I'm like, right, okay. And then, like, other things being like, obviously, Snyder using a lot of his own footage, where in Whedon's one, it's noticeable that Affleck is. You know, not been to the gym for yeah. a wee bit because he's been put back for reshoots, and there's like a noticeable difference there with like some of the footage there. And then it's that's four hours long. It's got that wee prologue thing where you see the Joker and all that. And I'm like, I don't yeah. care. And it's the same as like with Wonder Woman. I'm like, you know, you need to know how bad it is. I'm like, I don't. I trust what you told me and what Holbein told me, and I'm like, no, I don't need to watch that again. I will probably watch that at some point because like every now and again, though, you 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 do get those times where you don't want to watch something that you know you're going to like even where it's like you want to watch something where you can just fucking turn it off at any moment and you know that going into it right mm. and it's like I, there's plenty of times where I'm too tired to do pretty much anything so like sticking on that shit where like I know if I fall asleep I'm not going to be like oh man I'll need to find did I miss that bit I, mm. it's fine I suppose like have like now that we've got the podcast back going I'd be like, well, yeah, maybe I should watch it for the purposes of the podcast, but then I'm like, no, no. Oh, I've heard everything I want to hear about that. It's the same as like when hearing the premise for the new Indiana Jones movie, and I'm like, well, I don't that know. is a film I will not watch. I, I will watch that purely because I've still, of I've still not watched. I've still not watched Crystal Skull. Good. Uh, keep keep yourself in that bubble. Yeah. You're not missing anything there. I'll, but, I'll watch the new indie one like uh, again like uh, the, the idea that like I, I cycled by the set for it so many times on uh, the way to work on the film and stuff like just out of curiosity for that stuff I will watch that it. probably made me hate it more to be honest mm. the way it fucked with the buses uh, like, yeah. it fucked the entire town like the entire city centre was just a fucking nightmare to navigate for ages because of that and the flash why I'll also hate the flash uh, oh, again I've like no I don't need to watch the flash I don't I'm not seeing Aquaman don't need to watch it it, my problem, it is my problem fucking is, dreadful. Aquaman is so bad. My problem is I need to know. I want to know how Michael Keaton will be in that film. I want to see what they do with 89 Batman. Just, I know. Just... I just hope... I know. Going forward, I, I hope that... Has Suicide Squad been a, like a money-making success so far? No. It's underperformed. Right. But to be fair, we're still in yeah, yeah, yeah. pandemic yeah. mode with some countries. I, ju- I just hope that it's like DC acknowledged that people enjoyed this and people have never really had anything good to say about anything DC have made pretty much since Batman. I'd, it'd be, I just think sometimes DC, they kind of need to go the Marvel way of having their own studios and Disney just distributes. Whereas DC, it's like the Warner's they, they, they've got that shit and it's like well we think you should, we no. think you should yeah. do that like just to As clarify though like you're, you're, you're suggesting that like they don't all just try and make it like one big universe like Marvel no, has done that's not what no, you're well, just suggesting like the different properties get handed to different people and just allow you to do their own thing yeah Pixar right Aye. Pixar know what the fuck they're doing they can make money so Disney are like do your thing we'll distribute it I Marvel I, do I, your I don't thing, think we'll distribute it I don't think we need another Marvel because we've still got Marvel no but like, what I mean is with, D, with DC because it's more like like Warner Brothers is the studio they have to answer to kind of thing it's not them being left to their own kind of creative things although to be fair like anyone else that like they chose to employ Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder and that they're in my opinion the whole Snyder thing that needs to stop I know uh, he like apparently he's he produced well he got a producer credit for the Suicide Squad 
but they need to be a bit more. I think what Warner's I think in, they need to get rid of Jeff Johns as well. I agree. The they, just, they just need to do something to make it so their fucking films aren't trash. They need to hire better fucking special effects people as well. I find that with all the Warner Brothers films, though, their special effects, their go-to special effects house is utter garbage. The the stuff in this, in the Suicide Squad, was good, but it didn't look real. Like, it was, like, intentionally cartoony, I think. Yeah, like, the kaiju in it and all that looks all fucking funny. King King Shark. Like, you're you're never looking at King Shark and thinking, man, that looks like if there was actually a fucking bipedal shark. Do you mean in the same way? But like sometimes no, just, when you look at the Hulk and like even the the original Avengers movie, it's like if there was a fucking gigantic guy with green skin, that's maybe what that yeah. would actually look like. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But that's the thing about uh, the Suicide Squad is you're along for the ride, and James Gunn makes it fun, uh, which yeah. is something a lot of folk would say that has been the problem with Warner Brothers films, uh, superhero movies. They're not fun. If, if the DC one, to, like, to a degree, they kind of mo- tried to move towards that. Like, Aquaman, Aquaman, for all its faults, oh, yeah, yeah. tries to be quite a light film. Yeah, it right, doesn't, well, it doesn't that. really get bogged down. Shit, Shazam, uh, Shazam was light. was light, and that was all right. Uh, Birds of Prey is far more comedy, and that uh, that was all right as well. Was, yeah, but yeah. The, but they were all like you could see what they were trying to do, but none of them did it well. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, think they like, cracked the formula uh, <clears> until <throat> this one. Until until because like, Birds of Prey was like there, there was kind of glimpses of it maybe being a, a good film there but it was just weighed down with just like yeah. so much bullshit and like none of it really kind of ran well together and mm-hmm. the stakes were just kind of nothing yeah and mm-hmm. they, that fucking was it Elizabeth, Elizabeth oh, Winstead is that her name? Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead. she was fucking dreadful I, yeah, I, know, that, I know we all need to eat but yeah I've said that from day one I just don't think she's very good yeah she's not she's, she's not. very wooden in my opinion Gemini man oh fuck <laughs> but yeah um, if, if that new Batman movie ends up being like a thing where he's actually a fucking detective and it's like a a proper noir thing where he's in a chase of a serial killer that could be alright it's I don't it, have it, any hope it, it for it though it wouldn't be it, that, because though. it's a Matt Reeves movie I'm interested I'm like yeah I like his stuff so hopefully it's in the hands of someone who maybe wants to take chances with the material but like you said it probably won't but it's bad. I mean, how, it's like, well, how, you make money with that. How do you make a good Flash movie, though? Like, I can't picture any scenario where they well, make that in a career. They're, adap- they're adapting the Flashpoint uh, event. Which is what? Which is when the Flash go- kind of runs so fast, he goes back in time to change, the fu- uh, to change his, uh, his mother getting murdered. And that changes all the timelines. That's why you're getting multiple but Batmans. But it's all timelines we don't care about. So, well, this I'd... is them trying to create a multiverse. Alright, okay. Alright, okay. I mean, like, all the, the kind of Marvel stuff is all multiverse yeah. stuff just now as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah funny that, isn't it? Not the worst <laughs> idea. I, I mean, the new Spider Man film, you know, the, the, you could have Tom Holland. Well, I mean, like, you've well, got, like right now, we, we never spoke about it, we spoke about the other Marvel TV shows, but the first episode of What If came out on yeah, Wednesday. I watched that. Uh, it was alright. But like fine. don't say to Tommy within like ten minutes of watching it though, it just felt like fan fiction and therefore mm-hmm. like it felt like nothing had any kind of yeah. weight to uh, it. So it's just, just like, like whatever. Yeah. Well much like the what if comic. Oh uh, no way like a gigantic fucking kraken came out of portal. Oh really? Then what happened? Like, I don't care. Yeah. How do you know uh, the sugar got up? Uh, <clears throat> I mean you've got like what if then you've got the quantum mania 
and Multiverse of Madness yeah. and whatever the Spider-Man one No Way Home is that what it's called? No Way yeah. Home like all that stuff like that seems to be Marvel's thing for this phase in it is just and I think this is it's, it's as much a business aspect to to these Multiverse films is that you can recast people yeah. really easily because yeah. I, I read an article where it was saying that uh, Disney are no longer giving out like the the multi-film deals that they've been right, getting right. before mm. um, and I assume that's probably why mm. alright um, try think uh... I mean they've, they've established themselves that, to that point <clears> though, where <throat> anybody who's MD who you know wants to make money are going to want yeah. Marvel mm-hmm. stuff like this so it's just a guaranteed Gigantic paycheck now. So. Right. Try to think what else I've watched. Uh, I watched, rewatched Ocean's Eleven. That film's great. It's, ah, it's, it's like a near perfect time. effort for that era. Um, Ocean's Thirteen. I watched that as well. Not as good, obviously, but it was. Did fun. you skip twelve? Says crap. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's a correct. But choice. saying that, like Thirteen's it, crap as well. Let's it's be not great, but it's it's fine. Thirteen has one of the worst bits of cinema I've ever seen. Is it a dead airplane? But. No, it's where Julia Roberts pretends to be Julia, Julia Roberts. Oh, that's 12, I Oh, is that 12? That's 12. All right, okay, that's fine. That's... And because uh, she's not in 13. Neither is Zeta Jones. Is Denny Moore in that or am I thinking of Charlie's Angels? You're thinking of Charlie's Angels. Right. She uh, is the villain of Charlie's Angels full throttle, yeah, yeah. that five-star epic. Where she and studied winged mammals. Yep, that's why right. she can fly at the end. Those movies that film's fun. amazing, Those man. Movies I fucking great. love yeah. that movie, man. You need, to, you need to re-watch Charlie's Angels and just like... I'm not watching Well, you don't, you don't need to watch the first one, just full throttle, just get They're absolutely good, your bin and watch it. The first it. one is also no, the first good. one's good, but he doesn't have to because full throttle is uh, the peak. Like, no. I just remember laughing so hard in that fucking opening sequence when uh, Cameron Diaz is like giving birth, like she's birthing a calf even doesn't say giving birth to a calf that's a different thing yeah. like uh, she just like covers the guy next to her like, like uh, the, the uh, it's just it's good oh it's good oh um, and I said to Neil like um, uh, recently uh, Quentin Tarantino has been out promoting his novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and he's been doing the rounds and he was on Joe Rogan so I watched a couple of clips to see if that was any kind of good I mean, what? yeah uh, so that then made me so when are you joining the Proud Boys <laughs> no you're alright uh, I'm not I think I said that he's like is that a confederacy flag tattooed in your arm <laughs> I've said, I, have I've you said not been you, vaxxed <laughs> double vaxxed it. Um, but yeah I've said it before like he has interesting people on there, but I don't think he's good at interviews or yeah. anything. But anyway. I should also so, point out, by the way, like I know that Joe Rogan has nothing to do with the fucking Confederate South in America. That was purely a joke that was rubbish, wasn't it? That? Um, but I, anyway, I, I was like, do you know, I don't know why, but I re-watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't fucking get it, man. It's so boring. Nothing happens for ages. Brad Pitt drives about in a car yep. for like few it feels like an hour and a half at various times. Di- DiCaprio and him are good, but like DiCaprio's best stuff is when he's doing the the Lancer uh, TV show with uh, Oliphant. That's the best thing about the yeah. film. There's probably a good eighty minute film in that. Yeah, but it's just like, how long is the actual movie? It's four three, hours. It's, it's nearly three hours long. And again, you're just like by the end of it. All right, so you re- you rewrote history, right? So what? Once upon a time, and sorry, um, and glorious bastards are like, oh, cool, you get to rewrite history, hmm. but a lot of the time, it's just self-indulgent nonsense. It's just like 
trope after trope and this is a Quentin Tarantino film and we're going to remind you of that because there's going to be this long dialogue scene that's got fucking nothing to do with anything and it's been went on way too long Margot and it's Rob- from the perspective of their feet yeah and Mar- <laughs> Margot Robbie again you're just like yeah she's fine in it but what's the fucking point it's just her dancing and looking pretty it's like her- Shannon Tate's character in that has no real reason to be in yeah. it other than it just happens to be that she lives next door to Decap and uh, Brad Pitt. Well, sorry, Decap. It's Decap's house, Brad, not Brad Pitt's. And it just happens to be the. Imagine they were there the night of the Manson uh, family uh, murders, and it didn't happen. But so what? I, I don't really care. Like I love Kill Bill. I rewatched that over the course of the pandemic as well. Still think it's great. But like I don't really like anything else. Like I, I yeah, I don't like I. I'm not big in gangster stuff, and like so many of the kind of ones that kind of he got his name on were. We're gangster focused stuff I just don't really care about me and Neil were talking about how like just I just think how underrated Jackie Brown is yeah it Jackie Brown is it never gets mentioned in the same light as like Kill Bill or Pulp Fiction because he never one. wrote it true I mean he, he he just changed it to like a black exploitation yeah. kind of homage which is fine but it's yeah it's a great film because it just right. it feels focused it feels like there's a yeah. flaw there's a reason for things happening you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you're like I don't what's the fucking point in all this honestly I also watched Matrix 1, 2, and 3. Again, ah, yeah, so. I watched... Uh, Matrix 1. What is still a fucking absolute belter of a fucking film. How green was it? More, so green, green, more green than you remember. Yeah, because I was, I was reading about the the new um, release, releases of them, the 4K releases, and they've colour-corrected it to the way it should be. Right. Mm. It definitely is like more of a tint there than I yeah. remember there being. But like the tint was always noticeable, so it's not yeah. really... But like that film well, still no, holds up great. It, it was always noticeable and then they put them out on DVDs and they'd been colour credited and they became right, less noticeable right, right. Mm. and now it's like back, yeah, it's to, back to the way it should right. be it's not quite like Fight Club where there's a, a tint a green tint in that but not as much yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been right. fucking bleached I still think the, the second movie Reloaded is a it's got some problems overall still a fucking great film that third film Rubbish. I know. I kind of absolutely walked, I, I, rubbish. I, I walked in when you were watching it, and I yeah. actually sat and watched. I, I can't get. I can't get past when they go and see the Merovingian. In the f- second one or the yeah, third one? The third one. The third one. The third one. Yeah. But that's like I was saying this to to Tom though. Like they were filmed back to back, but there's just something missing from the third one. Like even even compared to the second one, where it's like when when they get to that nightclub and everyone just kind of jumps onto the ceiling. It gives them no advantage whatsoever yeah. in a gunfight, and they're all just running around. It's, it's like purely why are you doing this? And it's like she does her big kind of famous crane kick thing, and like they are looking like idiots going through the club, and yeah. everybody in the club just looks like a complete moron. But and, it's just like you and I talked about it. It's just like this is if right, we're gonna have this big shootout scene in the third one, right? What have we not done yet? Yeah, yeah. that's what we're gonna do because we need to up our game because it needs to look as better, better or as good as the one when in the first one when Neo and Trinity are like fucking bullets everywhere in the, that hallway but yeah I mean, it's but, uh, even even things like the fight to fade to save Zion goes on for so long and uh, you, you care about nobody yeah but you do not care about yeah. anybody in yeah. that city no. and then like when it cuts to uh, Agent Smith and Neo it's like the martial arts parts of the previous films were like the highlights of those movies really and then it gets to this bit and it's like they're punching each other for so long and through walls and all yeah, the places it just becomes Dragon Ball Z but it's it's like I actually said to Thomas like at this point after he's like crashed him through like all these buildings and stuff why would you even throw 
one more punch like what is it going to do yeah. like why would you do it like and um, the fight just keeps going like yeah and there's a specific moment in the third one where Hugo Heaving I, is terrible that's when it's when he dives t- out of the ground I, when he touches uh, oh, the, oh no the, he touches the, the uh, oracle the oracle he's like <laughs> you're like from then on I was like that uh, is I, sad that, that bit is bad but that's not even his worst part which oh, I, th- yeah. I think belongs to uh, after he's been like chest punched into the rubble at the sewers and then he comes like literally flying out of it and starts screaming this is my world it's like when did we start watching ah, fucking he's like the wicked witch or something uh-huh. but yeah we were talking about this as well is like a, the battle of Zion I was like see the fucking robot things that they're using they're not very good and Paco rightly pointed out there's absolutely no protection they, they for them they offer yeah. no protection it's like, it's like all, all one of the things has to do is go like that and you stab yeah. him in the face you're like yeah you're done why have you not thought about this? This is such a horrible, horrible uh, thing to have on a supposed, you know, battle bot or whatever right. the fuck it is. And then the fact that, like, one EMP manages to clear out the dock, it's like, well, hold on a second, why don't you just have loads of EMPs? Like, I, I know, like, I know, like, they kind of make a point of saying, like, each ship has got an EMP and they show you that all the ships got destroyed, but, like, if there were such a fucking gigantic defensive measure... You would just have loads of them. Mm. It's like you know, oh, like oh, the the things are coming. Send up an EMP, detonate it. Right, all right, cool, man. Oh man, there's more coming. Send up another EMP. There's fuck all they can do about it. Yeah, like just oh, there's that, God. and then the, like there's the that wee bit. Movie, like, man, it makes me so angry when like there's just such <laughs> simple solutions to these things. And then there's the, like the main guy in Zion, like the the the, the main like sergeant or whatever, the the war council or whatever, who. Is in love, is in a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith, but he kind of mm. hates Morpheus because Morpheus used to be in a relationship. And he doesn't believe in all the savior stuff, and there's a bunch of times when Zion is fucked, and then you can see them kind of like he's kind of like if you're gonna do something, do something kind of thing, and then they come through, they set off the EMP, no. and everybody's like yay, and then it's just like it's even worse than that because like he he has a line Aye. before they're in the dock, before the gates are open, he has a line about. Oh man, the hammers here, they can save the dock. And then he he says, or they could hand over that EMP will fry all the circuits and we could lose the dock. And then somebody beside them points out, We already Sir, lost the Look outside, we've already we've lost already the lost dock. You. And then he's like, Yeah, you're right. Let's open the gates so they can self the EMP, which is what they do. Yeah. And then he immediately is like, You guys fucking gave them the dock. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that happens. And then everybody's like, Yeah, oh man, they did it. And then he's like, Yeah, congratulations. We are now, our defences are down. Like, like, and you're just like, I alright. Even give me like, a fucking break here. What they could have done was just have the, the wee annoying skateboard kids open the gate without anybody telling them to do so. Yeah. And then Locke not being happy about it. Yeah. But like they already had him like shown that he understands that the yeah. doc, the doc's already gone. And then it's just, it's just like Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. And then so it's bad. like because it's Morpheus, he has to have a go. Uh, I was sitting here as well. Morpheus, like, look, I get it, you don't like me, but for fuck's sake, do you want to give me a break here? We're we're, we're all in this together. For the for the fourth <laughs> movie coming out, like apparently Neil Patrick Harris has said that it's the worst film he's ever worked on. I've never seen that. I, I've, I've been trying to look for where that i am trying to look for that source of like I want to read what you like say about it, but no, okay. I, I, I can't find it, but I want if he's if anybody's got a link, let give him a shout. Because so for Neil Patrick Harris to say that, it must be yeah. pretty fucking bad. <laughs> so, remaster of the Matrix, aye. Sounds good. No, what else? It's fucking good in 4K remastered, mm. which I went back to. 
You're really trying with these segues today, anyway. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying a new gimmick, kind of morning morning radio show, kind of gimmick. Like I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think it's working. No, so no, well. I don't think so either. But I'm kind of in that loop right. now. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. The remastered it. I got the 4K Ultra HD. Yeah. Director's cut. Do you get to see more of the double-sided dildo than you originally, <laughs> originally saw? S to S. <laughs> that, that film oh, still, still remains an experience. A movie, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ. There's a, a, there's a, a fantastic film. If, if you listen to this, still say, if you listen to this, Grant, this is it. you I'm talking about. There's a, a guy at our work uh, who hasn't seen Requiem for a Dream yet. Oh, and like God. he's close to to watching it, like I think he wants to see it. How's his but like? I, is how's he feeling? Because if he's in a real nice, happy mood, don't do that. To him. Uh, you you kind of want to be kind it's, of twenty twenty one, Tommy. Mm. Nobody is in twenty twenty one is probably a good place to be for that. But, film. Like, yeah. I, I said to him, like, I, whenever Requiem for a Dream comes up, this is like always the same conversation though. Where it's like it's a fucking great film. Yeah. There is no right time to watch that yeah. movie. Because like if you watch that when you are happy, you're not going to be happy when it ends. Mm-hmm. If you watch that when you're already miserable, <laughs> you're going to be suicidal by the yeah. time it ends. It's, it's like your nineteen ninety three. There's no good time to watch a movie. It's a very well made movie. It's an movie, excellent film. But you're like, oh fucking hell. But <laughs> I don't know. I think um, our good friend Stevie Pollock said it best about Requiem for a Dream. They should show that in schools because kids will not fucking they will, they will behave. <laughs> He's like, they will not. Like their their lives will be on a better trajectory after watching that film, just showing how shit life can be, depending on what different path you tend to take. As as opposed to American Gangster, where it makes Lou, dealing heroin look amazing. Well, <laughs> that's because Denzel kind of rocking about looking great, man. I still don't agree with it makes heroin look amazing. Oh, it doesn't make heroin look amazing. It makes dealing heroin it look makes, amazing. It makes the perks of being a gangster with all that but, money. I get that. I mean, Neil, you've always kind of romanticised like drug dealers and cartels and stuff. Like you got like a massive fixation with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Guy, you your own. Like you went, yeah. To, was it a Halloween thing or was it a wedding? But just to put in context, he was having a Halloween party as opposed to a traditional uh, wedding. Yeah, it's not so like you turned up just as fucking Pablo Escobar there everybody's in a kilt looking at him like, what the fuck? It wasn't that at all. You went as that, one. you went as uh, Ernie McCracken, I went as then IC champ Kevin Owens. Uh Pollock went as... I, I didn't even remember what I went as. I remember where you went, I couldn't remember where he was. Yeah, your 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 wig was not great. I think you were having you were trying to mess it up, but it it, it was not working. It was a bit, but a bit too neat for yeah. a enemy crack. Pollock went as Sean from Shaun of the Dead, which is a total oh, cop out because yeah. he just got a shirt on and a red oh, tie. That's right. Though, like that also, <laughs> no, he's not the most imagined. That's very Pollock <laughs> as well because I know he loved Buffy as well when he was growing up, and a there was a character in Buffy. Was it Seth Green? Yeah, he, 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 he is in Buffy. Yeah. Like he a, was a werewolf. There's a point where uh, he goes to a fancy dress party and he's just got a name tag on him that says God. So, like, Pollock oh, probably, no, probably no. thought of that. You, really. You've overthunk that. <laughs> I don't know, man, it's Pollock. I bet that's the sort nah. of thing where people have seen him be like, oh, it's class, nah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Stevie's getting a fucking harsh one there. That's kind of good. <laughs> I think we liked it. Huh? Yeah. But now, um, well, that's deep, man. What are we talking? What are we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, the Matrix. Yeah, one's good, two's fine, three's shite. Uh, Fourth one, 
Who cares? I think two is way better than people give it credit for. I remember. I don't really remember much of two, to be honest. I remember the night I watched two. Uh, I was still living in Inverness, and we were right at the front because it was fucking sold out. So it was a look, looking up at them, trying to try to make sense of these moving images because I was so fucking close. I remember two things about that one. The Hulk trailer was on before it, which I got very excited about. Was that Ang Lee's narrative? It was Ang Lee's Hulk, which, you know, depends on how you take that one. I didn't like it, but there you go. And it was actually the night that uh, the big Celts got beat from beat by Porto for the UEFA Cup final. It was also... I was in Seville for that game. Were you? I, I said this to you as well. Like, I, It's always got a soft spot for me because that was the, the big movie that was out when I started working in the Odeon Cinema in yeah. a... That was just such a great time in my life, man. Like met like you guys, not then though, but yeah. like through through that cinema and stuff. That was like the peak. What were you yeah. like at the end of it? Like when it was the cliffhanger, were you like, oh fuck? No, off. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Like I remember having like a really big conversation with my mate Calvin about it at the time and stuff. But like, I do remember like I'd seen it so many times that like I knew the fight sequences just back to front. Like I knew uh, every punch, every camera angle, every cut and stuff. But it got to the point where like that fight in the, the kind of swing park kind of thing, the, the playground. Yeah. Like a, even that was like just like mega boring to me to the point where I was in the screen because like I was supposed to be looking after mm-hmm. it and I fell asleep and one of the customers complained because I was snoring. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so not a good look for a... Was it... I'm trying... No. That's what I was thinking about. It was the end of Kill Bill Volume 1, was it when, not? When my brother like stood up and shouted no because it ended and he forgot it was a... T- <laughs> <laughs> was it not him that at the end of Inception went, oh, fuck off? Or I don't think it was Inception. Was it not? I, I don't know. He, he definitely shouted fuck off at something. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> Mind you, a lot of folk probably would at the end of Inception. I mean, I love Inception, but that ending you would be like, oh, fuck off. What a fuck, fuck off, man. Well, I know what happened. But <laughs> Did he just go, Because nah! <laughs> he forgot it was a two-part movie. <laughs> Imagine that. Was, uh, that's so weird, because it'd be like, you can't end it like that. That's a major cliffhanger. <coughs> no, I saw the trailer for today. Oh, what just uh, I saw the trailer for House of Gucci. I like that. I thought it looked really good. It's a really Well, see, this is House of Gucci. It's a biopic of... Do you know what Gucci, Gucci is? Uh, unfortunately. The, the fashion house. Um, it's got Lady Gaga, uh, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, uh, Al Pacino. There was somebody else in the trailer. Yeah. But it's... I can't remember uh, yeah. But it looks like the most Ryan Murphy show. Yep. But it's got Ridley Scott directing it. Uh, yeah, but it's one of those. Yeah, it's like what was it? Me and him were talking. Me and Pac were talking this day. We were talking about GI Jane. I was like, you know, that's a Ridley Scott film. Yeah. What? So every now and then, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, Ridley Scott is directing that, and I'm like, oh well, fair enough. But it looks fine. Yeah, it, it, actual... it, it looks like a load of folk who will just chew Sydney for like two and a half hours. Yes, and um, I'm kind of there for that. Yeah, like <laughs> once I once I read the actual story for it, I was like, that is quite an interesting. Uh, uh, effort. It's basically uh, it's it's basically a murder mystery, right? But it's it's good. I don't know, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as you said Ridley Scott, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Uh, he has made some good films, not many, not a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> especially not recently. Uh, all the money in the world was okay. It was just okay. Remember that one? No, it was the one. Oh, we it's the one. Oh, it was supposed to be Kevin Spacey. Uh, and then we shot it. Spacey got plumbered. He did die. <laughs> 
He did die. Plumber was excellent, that. But that movie was alright. It's alright. Again, good and everything he's in. Yeah, yeah. At least in this one, it's he's dead. Aye, fucks. At least in that Shout one, out Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least in that one, though, it's like, oh well, is he the villain? No, he is. Yeah, but in yeah, saying he's that, he's, cunt, he's right? yeah, historically on record, a cunt. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> like it's like whenever you want a reliable villain, you get him involved, and or Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> that that was the only problem with like speaking of Scandinavian cinema. Right. <laughs> it's not working, man. It's just drop it. I went to see a film today called Wildland, uh, a right. Danish film. Uh, about a girl whose mother dies in a car crash, so she goes to live with her aunt and her family, mm-hmm. who live out kind of not in the countryside, but kind of in the sticks. And uh, very, very quickly, she comes to realise that her family are all violent criminals, uh, okay. and kind of gets drawn into that line of work. Uh, they're mon- they're money launderers essentially, money money lenders. Right, okay. Loan sharks. Loan sharks. Right, right, um, and the it's a it's a kind of story you've seen millions of times. Mm. Like this film could have made, been made ten years ago in America with Chloe Savini. In fact, it'll probably get remade now with Chloe Savini. Okay. It's that it's that kind of it's got that kind of look, indie look to it, mm. uh, except it has that kind of clean kind of Scandinavian kind of yeah. sharpness to it well it's only eight minutes long it's not a lot of the characters there's no real depth to the characters but it's enjoyable enough mm-hmm. it kind of it goes in a direction that uh feels quite good and then just weirdly ends uh but it's just i was kind of laughing to myself there that there's a bit in it where one of the characters shows a girl a tattoo that says carpe diem and the trans the translation of the line that she gives out is carpe diem. It means YOLO in Latin. <laughs> 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 and I pissed myself laughing. Uh, it was only She's like, not wrong. There, there was only like three other people in the screen. That's and I'm absolutely amazing. myself, man. It was brilliant. Oh, it was fantastic. But I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wish I was there for that. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Wildlands is it's all right. It's eight eight minutes of your life, which is fine. It's, okay. it's a bit derivative, but I think seeing it from a kind of Danish side, Danish kind of perspective, is mm-hmm. gives it enough kind of novelty to maybe warrant it. Fair enough. Yeah. So t- time well spent. Um, if there was nothing, if there's nothing else on, it's a reasonable choice. Unlike Free Guy. <laughs> Well, oh, man, do you know I actually forgot that we had to fucking talk about that? <sighs> Shall I tell you my story first? Sure. Uh, right, okay, so my original plan today was I picked up a wee four-hour shift to make mm-hmm. sure that I was not just lying in my bed all day so that I would actually go and watch some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was originally going to watch Free Guy and then Don't Breathe 2. Because mm. I quite enjoyed the first Don't Breathe. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it takes a really weird turn in the middle of it, but it's, yeah. it's all right. Um, and then I changed my mind I thought because I'd heard Free Guy was absolute dog shit uh, you had to know well we'll get there uh, you're so, going to end up saying you liked it man so I, so, I, so I went and watched Wildlands come out of it 
I already had my tickets booked for Don't Breathe 2 on the app. Saw that I had an hour to kill and I could not be fucked with that hour to kill. So I went to the New View Cinema. Oh, yeah, okay. And in paid, Enoch Square. In Enoch Square. And paid £8 to watch Free oh, Guy. Neil. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Purely just so I didn't have to waste an hour Neil. of my time. And By watching the movie, right, but, you wasted but, 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 hours but, but, of your time. <laughs> so, given that this is the first I've talked about, I'll give you my review of the new cinema. Okay. It's quite nice. It's, um, it's in where... If you think of this, this will be great radio. If you, yeah. if you think of this in the centre, it's um, it's right down the far end, as if you're going towards yeah, place. as if you're going towards mm. Trongate. Right, okay. It's um, it was BHS. BHS. It's oh. in the old BHS building, but you go upstairs. I bought upstairs pants from. in that shop once. I'm sure, we've that's all a, probably bought pants. In British that shop pants, not American pants. Yeah. Um, Underwear. Underwear. All the seats are recliners. Uh, so there's less seats in the screens and so it's electric recliners and they're all big and they're quite comfy they've got a wee table connected to them it's all very nice so the actual cinema experience itself is quite nice and then I had to watch Free Guy and realise I'd paid £8 I was kind of worried that you were going to say you liked it there there's there's wee, the, there's wee bits of it which I quite like. The Chan and Tatum bit. The Chan and Tatum bits was Excellent. I enjoyed. I mean, like, it's a, like, can we just say, if you're looking for a non-spoiler review, the non-spoiler review is this film is fucking atrocious. It is like the most sand, like sanded down edges yeah. thing you could ever hope Ryan Reynolds to be in. Like a, he's it, it, he's wasted it, in that film because it's such a. I thought it felt like. They were trying to test to see if you can get a a PG thirteen Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm. Right. That's the type of kind of performance you're getting at I, Reynolds. The only thing I will say about it is that like this isn't aimed at us. Like I didn't know no, that going no, in. It's for like, a younger I, I audience. Would, I would maybe have been more like forgiven of it if I'd realised that it was like a proper, proper kids film before going in, because I thought I was just gonna go watch a movie. Uh, but it, like the the kids that were in the screen with us did seem to like it because yeah. like there was one of them was getting his picture taken next to the the poster uh, and the way out and stuff. And, I, I think the way that uh, throughout the film it kind of links back to YouTubers and, and, and yeah, influencers yeah. and, and, and things like that. And, yeah, yeah, I think that's what kind of sealed it for me that I was not the target yeah. audience for it. But mm. like early on. Very much kind of was just one of those things. Like they really like as somebody who plays a lot of video games and always has done. It's one of the things. It's like been my main hobby in life yeah. and stuff. Like a you know, it's like I've, I've probably played more uh, video games and I've watched TV, watched movies, listened to music, all that stuff. Like a as somebody who's as into video games as I'm, whenever I see them represented in movies, just so badly. Like it's just mm. it's like nobody who made that film has any understanding of what, yeah. what gaming is. Or, like, what that's how I would like it to be seen, but with the way Fortnite and shit is just now, that kind of is yeah. what what gaming is to a lot of kids these days, is that fucking just mess yeah. uh, that goes Tom, on. Tommy, do you want to tell us what Free Guy is about? Right, so, basically, Ryan Reynolds is a guy in it. 
named guy. He's a NPC. He's a non-playable character. Yeah, he's basically he lives in it. He lives in this game. He goes about his business. He sees the same people. He works at the bank. He has the same coffee, just as what Pac was uh, described. But then um, something happens where he be, basically becomes sentient and he understands things and is noticing things and noticing certain aspects about his life where it's like this is why is this happening and etc etc at the same time the folk that made the game um uh, the boss played by taka watiti who i don't know why he's in this uh, taka watiti is absolutely be- awful yeah he's so better he's better than that so i don't know why he's in it there was just there was one bit i laughed at taka watiti in it and it was when he was trying to do kip-ups uh, yeah. I laughed at that, and that was it. Yeah, he's very entertaining. But yeah, basically, um, they're about to launch um, the sequel of the that game, and uh, which is called like Free City, or Free City, Free City, Free City. Or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Free City. So basically, there's uh, other people uh, that are, are going into the game who are kind of hacking into the game, and you find out why. Uh, I, the, like the crux of it is like. Yeah. The whole thing is about a fucking lawsuit. Like the yeah, the person yeah. who made the code for it knows that it's been stolen and being used illegally. Yeah, and she's trying to prove it. And that's, Ra- that's the crux. And, of the, yeah, the and movie. Ryan Reynolds is like the proof of it because Aye. he was part he, of her software. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And as every other kind, like Neil and that and Pac were saying, there's known influencers, known YouTubers that are in Aye. it that give commentary. There's gaming tropes that you see in games but again it just feels like this was put together by fucking market research as opposed exactly. to actual yeah. people it's like it, it's <clears throat> it's marginally better than Ready Player One because this bit has some bits in it that are alright but like it's the same kind of thing where it's just yeah. like cultural references without mm. any context whatsoever they're just there yeah. it's like it all just feels like marketing everything about it just feels like marketing yeah. it's like Ryan Reynolds just acting aloof like constantly and just yeah. whenever he's on screen for like almost the entire movie it's not fun to watch it's just mm-hmm. he, he's just such a fucking nothing thing in it for the majority of the film I got heavy vibes of the Lego movie off his character uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but I mean that even had a bit of charm to it where his character just doesn't uh, in this yeah. um, right? but yeah. then like the the worst offender for, for an adult watching it I guess is like it constantly makes you think of other movies that you like that do it better. So all you're doing is going, "This is shit." The yeah. entire time, it's like, you know, there's like an entire sequence that is like essentially just Inception. It's like, man, I should watch Inception or like the the kind of idea that AI have all came to life. You're like, man, Tron Legacy was good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, what? At so many points during it, I was like, man, I, I should watch these other films. That were good, but instead I'm here watching this yeah. fucking I'm pre- tripe. I'm pretty sure I uttered several times that this like, oh, do you realize it's Gen Z Tron, and uh, that's not, yeah. a good, and it's not a good. Yeah, thing. weirdly enough, when uh, when they were kind of the kind of final stages of it, and they were at the beach and the bridge was building, and it was Tron Legacy that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But made by like Gen Z or millennials, yeah. whatever you want to call Which them. is fine. Like the world's it's not for them. The world's not for us anymore, man. No, we're no, all yeah. old. It's just the thing is though that. Even though it was made in like the mid eighties and Tron Legacy was two thousand nine, uh, two thousand eleven, you're just like, do you know the thing is, they did this idea better. But they like but free guy is like, see that idea? It's it was more, done better. It's by more just that we was like, it's almost insulting to watch because it just feels like 
they know that kids are just going to fucking lap it up. So, yeah. like, why do we even need to fucking try? Like, we're not going to fucking try. Yeah. Here it is. It's like they're, they're just throwing it out. It's like just the, fucking like, rubbish. The kind of story I had uh, was uh, it was Danny that it's, uh, our friend Danny suggested Free Guy because I was like, right. hey, so let's do that. And, you know, got the chat and the go. And we sat down. And minutes into Danny just goes, I'm really sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> and then at the very end, never, he apologised to me uh, again. Uh, I, I, I'm I never, so sorry, man. I never got an apology until the end credits. But it was like, <laughs> as soon as soon as the end credits came on the screen, Danny leaned over and went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. Yeah, it's like, so yeah, bad that our friend apologised for choosing it. I'm sorry. So, I'm is Jodie Comer the new Rose Byrne? Uh, who knows? Time will tell. Rose Byrne is still Rose Byrne just now, but who knows, man? Who knows? It's just, it's. I know it's not for us, and you know, if you've got kids and they like games and they're oh, no. like okay. it, okay. We, we see, we see, it's not for us. But if you've got an eight-year-old, yeah, I think there's worse like, things we, that we, that eight-year-old can watch. Yeah, like we we play video games. We kind of know what's going on. It's, you could argue that Jungle Cruise was not for us. Yeah, but uh, that effort. that was a good film. Yeah, it was just forgettable. It's very forgettable. Whereas this was a bad film. Yeah. Channing Tatum, though, like... Oh, he comes out of that. His sequence was the only time where I was sitting like, right, okay. I I quite liked to see once he'd kind of realised that uh, his world was ending and that he was an NPC... And you know that, and he was just, and he was like, no, he's not that old granny. Those bits, I quite enjoyed. I would have enjoyed more of that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't like that either. Uh, it just, it just I also be- thought like his pal was annoying. Yeah, he yeah, kept making me think of Kevin Hart, and I don't like Kevin Hart. Yeah, he was, so. he was a poor man's Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, there are better. Th- go watch the Suicide Squad if you want a fun time. Watch that. Don't watch uh, Free Guy. But like, Free Free Guy is one of those rare occasions though where. Like, none of us liked it, and we left, and we were kind of talking about how much we disliked it, but it's one of those films where for hours after seeing it, I just felt off, because <laughs> it was that bad. Like, it doesn't have, like, Ready Player One, it definitely happened with, and that's sort of thing, by the time it got to, like, the end of this movie, I was just sitting there thinking of other films I found to be as bad, and that's not where yeah, you want to no. be, you know? Oh, I mean, like, it's right up there where you're Elite Battle Angels, you're The Predator... Like I Frankenstein, Ready Player One. Did you actually watch I Frankenstein? It was fucking <laughs> terrible. Cause I, that, like, I, I that, honestly thought I would have been the only one of us that would have watched that. For that year that it was out, man, that was like the thing, wasn't it? It was like whenever a bad film came out, it was always, but was it as bad as I Frankenstein? And the answer was I, always well, I, no. I, I hadn't seen that. I've not seen I Frankenstein. Oh, so it's I bad. It's, I yeah. don't need to watch it. <laughs> I, I know that I'm like. Well, did you ever? Did you ever amazing. see? Did you ever see Priest with Paul Bettany? Uh, I was Yeah. Uh, I, I Frankenstein had this amazing mm. thing where uh, Arne Eckhart was uh, Frankenstein's monster who was made up of five Arne Eckharts. <laughs> like, <laughs> why was the, Why he didn't? Look like, he didn't look like a mishmash of other body parts. Is he like a superhero by the end? Of it? Uh, I, much. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Hmm. It's based on a comic book. Fuck. Was it? Was it? Uh, what's worse, that or Van Helsing? I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. Wow. Because yeah. Van Helsing is not a good time. Uh, I sucks. tried to rewatch that not that long ago, and I couldn't. Though for me, it was bad. Ready Player One, I think, is still the benchmark for maybe the worst thing I've yeah, ever seen in my life. That's still the, my worst film I've ever seen. 
Wow. It was offensively bad. I think followed closely by Jurassic World. Followed, Jurassic Fallen World Kingdom. was also really bad. Fallen Kingdom. I mean, Aye. Jurassic World 1's bad, but Fallen Kingdom is yeah. Though, like, at this point, I can kind of appreciate the idea of, like, the real Lassie just letting loads of murderous uh, dinosaurs out in the world because I would quite like for that to happen in real life. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so, well... Unfortunately, I'm going to be up north, so I don't know what's out on Friday, but I'll maybe see something when I come back. Do we know what's out? What is like the next kind of big Bond's the next big one, I think. I will will get a review of The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch off my mother when I got the road. I was thinking of watching that, but it didn't have me enough as a Cold War kind of thing. Cumberbatch, I'm like, "Mm, you need to give me some more. Give me some more. Why why else do I want to watch this film? Oh, there's a film I will watch at the weekend. Snake Eyes, oh, G.I. Oh, Joe yeah, Origins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, no. there was talk of going to see that after Free Guy, yeah. but I was like, nah, like one terrible movie's enough. Um, the Night House, that Rebecca Hall horror film, oh, yeah. which from the trailer makes it look like it's just yet another woman, yet another character where her husband loves magic more than her. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, that People Just Do Nothing Big in Japan. I don't know. I've never seen that show. See, I haven't, but I quite, actually quite like that trailer. I, I, I wasn't on board for most of the trailer, but like, there's that bit when they do the, the kind of music uh, promo thing in uh, the in the office, like made me laugh. I just remembered another, the bit I thought was the best bit of Free Guy was when uh, they did the Japanese TV interview. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was actually pretty good. Uh, you have Kawaii Re- Sagoi. You have reminiscence of Hugh Jackman and Sandy Newton and also Rebecca Ferguson, apparently. Uh, Nick Bannister, Jackman, a private investigator of the mind, oh. navigates the darkly alluring world of the past by oh. his clients. It's just strange days. What that the fuck are we talking about yeah. here? No, I think that looks alright. Oh, I don't. It's the same as that one that's coming out with Mark Wahlberg and Chew Chew to the Egypt for, and it's like Wahlberg is like he's, I don't know. It's, it's, I, like listeners. All three of you. I wish you could see Tommy's face just now because it was classic. It's, I just remember <laughs> seeing the trailer for that thinking, what the fucking hell is this, man? Uh, you have another uh, horror film, a British effort called Censor. Uh, after viewing a strangely familiar video nasty, Enid, a film censor, sets out to solve the past mystery of her sister's disappearance. So, what I'm hearing is like there's nothing good out. Uh, nah... Could still go with Stillwater, Tommy. I know you were talking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, I reckon that'll be out of the cinema by the time I come back to Glasgow. It looked as if it was down to two showings anyway, and I was like, oh, oh, it's still, it's still three well. showings, but nothing after half four. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think this feels like a natural end point to the, to the show. Mm-hmm. Quite an action packed, action packed, quite a, like a review heavy episode, but I guess that's to it's be expected after. Yeah, such a long time. Yeah, the wheels haven't come off the bus yet. So. We've probably <laughs> forgot like a lot of things as well. Like, I, I mean, I watched like a lot of anime. I actually got COVID as well and watched the entirety of Hunter Hunter in that time, which is like 170 episodes mm. or something. But like, I don't think people want to hear about anime. So, uh, well, about they'll this. be hearing about it. They'll be hearing about <laughs> it next time because I'll have watched the Evangelion movies. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it in a slower, a slower week. <laughs> that first uh, remake of the Evangelion movie is terrible. It's really bad. Which is a shame. Still going to watch them. Mm. You really enjoy it. 
I've got loads of still got loads of Blu-rays. Like see during lockdown, I just Amazon was at my door every other day. Yeah. Just your door and every other fucking yeah. door. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not delivering Amazon okay. packages. Yeah. I'm. Why? Because we do. <laughs> it was all it was all couriers we got. So I've I've got a lot of impulse buys sitting there which have just sat in the shelf for ages. I've still got that into the um Wild Search. Oh yeah. That you were talking about. Oh no, that was another thing. I'd bought uh, a film called Into the Night with Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer. It's um I need to look I want, I want to say it's Joe Dante. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll give you it down, it's quite good. Um it's weird because Jeff Goldblum plays a guy with insomnia. I don't think he blinks the entire film. Intentionally, intentionally, <laughs> but it, it's it's a weird ah, kind it's been of done before, man. The wee boy for AI did that. Yeah, uh, it's we it's it's a weird kind of uh, chase movie where uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has uh, she's got a MacGuffin and people are after to get it. And Jeff Gold, Jeff Goldblum's this every man who she bumps into and eventually goes on this wild ride with gangsters and. It's a Joe Dante effort. I believe it is Joe Dante. Wow. Um, Must be some kind of humour in there as well. Yeah, right. oh, it's it's, it, it's it's very much a comedy and it's also, it's got everybody you can think of of that era of, era of Hollywood doing a random bit part. Do you remember a film um, that he was in? God, it's just going to keep going, man, isn't it? <laughs> like, all right, okay. Right. Just going to say, uh, you remember a golden early 90s effort called, is it Mr. Frost, where... I think essentially, yeah, plays I, Satan. A, yeah, I, I remember mm. that. And another one that I'd thought of, which I always remember as a an early kind of kind of on the cusp of being teens, called The Tall Man. Uh, it was an it was a British made film, and I always remember seeing trailers for it, uh, but never been allowed to see it because it was a sex comedy. Ah, there we go. So that was a episode one of Raptors in the Kitchen. <laughs> Uh, season fucking no it's a John it's a John Landis film oh wow uh, uh, it's recent is it this no year? no this is, this is uh, 1985 hmm. uh, so this is between let me see this what? may have been just after uh, those folk those folk died in the twilight like, we've been oh, in the kitchen that, thanks yeah. for listening <laughs> catch you guys all next time like maybe not in a week's time because Tommy won't be here but like Definitely yeah. not in a year and a half, yeah. uh, unless something unpredictable happens, which might very well happen. Uh, so, yeah, catch you next time. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.